Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Episode 300, y'all! That's right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I just said episode 300. I don't hear 300, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We are here. 300 episodes, seven years of this podcast since May of 2015. Yeah. Yeah. We here. We here. But um, you want to plug the sponsors first as we... Oh, yeah. Well, f- well first of all, um, big shout outs to everyone who's here uh, oh, live. Absolutely. At the uh, Cornerstone Complex in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Uh, First of all, give y'all a hand. Give yourselves a hand. Like, yes. Um, many uh, dear friends of ours and dear friends of the show and fellow podcasters that we've met over the years, uh, we thank you so much uh, for coming out tonight. Um, you know, we, re- we really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's, it's, an amazing, uh, it's an amazing time, an amazing sight to see all of, you, all of you here. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you very much for showing out. Um, and uh, while we're at it, uh, we do want to give a quick shout out to our uh, sponsor for the podcast, Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, Silk City Hot Sauce, uh, they're a Vermont-based business. Uh, they have all sorts of tantalizing hot sauce flavors, range- ranging from Killer Hot to Dragon, um, let me see, Ram Skull. Uh, they even have a maple syrup-flavored hot sauce, which goes well with any breakfast sandwich or of your choosing. Um, you can pour it all over your favorite dishes, all over your partner, or even places. Did you have to go there? I knew it. I knew it. Or <laughs> you, can, you can even pour it in places that your partner wouldn't. You, you, you love that, that don't be a medicine, don't you? Listen, I just do the weird plugs just to weird you, you out. You really want, you really want to just like pour, pour some uh, peach, peach honey flavor over, all over like corns and bunions and whatever? Listen, that's all you. Listen, uh, let's first just, of all, <laughs> let, let's, let your imagination run wild. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use the promo code CODEX, that's C-O-D-E-X, and you'll get 15% off of your order. We don't judge. You're nasty. Listen, I... You're nasty. Look, corns and bunions, come on, man. You know, I, I have more, I'm more respectable than that. Come on. Okay, now. fungus or whatever. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we, no, we, we, keep, we keep it classy up here. I'm, I'm a classy broad. You know that. A bro- okay. But, uh... <laughs> But uh, yeah, 2022. <laughs> but anyway, uh, once again, um, we are live here at the Cornerstone Complex. Uh, so for those of you in attendance, once again, thank you for, sh- for thank you for showing out. We do have some pizza and wings in the back. We got a we got our wonderful bartending staff here in attendance as well. So big shout out to Tatiana, like yo. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I live around the corner. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So, yeah, we're, we're here. Um, we've been uh, doing this, like, nerd culture podcast for, for about a minute now. We're talking about all sorts of things uh, related to, like, films, television, video games, comics, a bit of professional wrestling, you know, a little, little bit of everything else in between. It's been, what, seven years? Seven years. Like, I remember um, the origin story. Um, shout outs to Aris, a former you know co-host, no, no, dear no, no, friend no, no, of our no, no. show. I, I've heard you tell this story many times. All right. Aris, get your ass up here. Yep. Come on, Iris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. I got liquor in my system. You be all right. Oh uh, yeah. So we are. So coming to the stage, we have uh, one of the co-founders of the Codex Prime podcast and former co-host and dear friend of ours, Fine. Aris Tejeda. Fine. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, hey, listen, man. I know I was gonna be up here today. Talking to the mic. 
Right. You know, yeah. I, I came over here to enjoy and celebrate your success, Carl. That's all. Just yeah, just my success is his too. It's listen, yeah. y'all. Y'all have y'all have taken this podcast, you know, beyond what what I thought uh, was was imaginable. So congratulations, sir. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's up? What what why you got me up here for? Because you the you the original. <laughs> you the one who. As Vic tells the story, got everybody together at a, what was it, a TGI I mean, Fridays? Yep, it was a TGI Fridays. I, don't know, I just picked one of them, rest- <laughs> one of them changed restaurants. And then you started. So, you know what? You one took- of them. One of them, yeah. Listen, man. It was, down just, uh, it, it was back in 2015. Yep. Uh, you know, I had just become uh, a father recently. I don't know if you know, but uh, I-, I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a daughter. <laughs> That's my friend. That's my break. friend, by the way. She's good, man. She's good. She asked about you. Still, good. Carl. Um, <laughs> nah, but uh, I just uh, thought, you know, uh, I'm a nerd. I have a lot of nerd friends, and it would be real cool to get together every once in a while and shoot the shit. Um, my uh, friend uh, and coworker at the time, Maurice, uh, also had some interest, and in, uh, I thought, you know what? I know somebody um, that's, uh, unlike myself, very organized uh, and and responsible, unlike my irresponsible ass. And I thought, um, let me hit up Victor, and he can do all the heavy lifting while we just shoot the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we all got together uh, at you know Applebee's or one of them restaurants, and I uh, pitched the idea to Victor, and uh, he he was gracious enough to join us. Uh, for for that little project, so we cobbled together um, some equipment. Had no friggin' clue what we were doing at the time, uh, and you know, just uh, went down to Maurice's basement and and started talking. Man, it was uh, it was a fun time. Um, every what Thursday was it? Uh, back back in those in those days? Yeah, it was it was it was mostly Thursdays. Yeah, Thursday evenings we would get together down there in the basement. Um, you know, everybody was still. I, I was like the only married man at the time. You know, everybody else was single. We would just kind of get together and talk about what films, video games, new music, and and you know whatever else we had on our minds. Parenthood. Uh, we talked a little bit about cooking. I remember we had an episode all about like crock pots and all that, and yep. that. That was, believe it or not, that was some heated discussion. <laughs> that was. That was. <laughs> so uh, then a couple episodes in, I thought, you know what, man? Uh, none of us here uh, know or care um, about social media. Uh, and, you know, we, we need to put the word out that, that we're doing this. I mean, what's the point of recording a podcast if you ain't telling everybody about it, right? Mm. So I thought, who do I know? that is uh, on social media like 24-7 telling everybody it's all their 24/7. business. <laughs> First of all, it's not 24-7. <laughs> Got like a I thousand mean, friends because you don't turn down no friend requests. Who do I know like that? <laughs> <laughs> this man right here. <laughs> <laughs> and so I hit up my friend Carl Bird and said, hey Carl, I don't want to do this. Victor don't want to do it, and Maurice as hell don't want to do it. Can you come on and help us out, man? Just get us, you know, out of this uh, pickle over here. We want to we wanna have a social media presence. Uh, and I know that you know a little bit about this. And uh, Carl, you know, uh, we got together and said, hey, you know, yeah, sure, man. Every week you just post um, 
uh, po- post the, the episodes on the Facebook uh, and let everybody know about it. You know what I'm saying, Carl? You'll be the social media chair. And, uh, you know, the next week, Carl showed up, um, you know, unbeknownst to us, sat down and recorded the podcast with us uh, and just never left. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and the rest is history. Here we are, Pretty 300 much, yeah. episodes <laughs> later, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Still don't know how we did it. <laughs> like it on Vic's nerves. Last nerve at that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, it, it was... It, it's amazing that, like, that we've been around for this long. Because, like, my, my original thought was, like, okay, like, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. Like, like, when we transitioned to, like, a two-man group in 2017, I was like, all right, you know, we, we can kind of stretch this out maybe, like, a year, year and a half, and then I can, like, move on with my life and do some other stuff. And then, you know next thing you know like we just kept we just kept doing it doing it out of habit and then it's like we had like a kind of like an organic chemistry uh going on so like we like our our uh disparate personalities kind of like melded together like a really cool mix on the air so we just like just kept rocking and rolling and we were like all right yeah let's just uh let's keep doing it like you got anything else to do on tuesday nah do you nope okay all right fine let's just we got microphones let's let's just shoot the breeze so and has it really been that long since me and Maurice dropped out though? It was really 2017. Yeah, it was. Jesus. It was. Uh, flies, you know, he man, got all the crazy. dates. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I know. I know, Victor. That's why I brought him on because I knew he keeps receipts. <laughs> he, keeps, he takes notes. Yeah, it was like it was like late April, early May 2017. Man, like 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 Carl and I was like, hey, you wanna you wanna just keep doing a podcast? I'm like, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, why? Not? You know, I, I figured I figured it'll eventually like fizzle out, um, but then you know. Yeah, it's much to my pleasant surprise, like here we are still in the third decade of the 21st century, and we're still doing it. So, still doing, still keeping this train rolling. Somehow, some way, we still do. It. Honestly, we really couldn't have done it without y'all. Like everybody mm. listening, tuning in, and just getting in the comments, and you know, letting Nick Vic know that he is wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> All right, well, a lot of things like. <laughs> I'm going to ask y'all this, because Vic almost threw hands over this earlier today with our homies who came all the way from Buffalo, Pop Stew. You know, give them a hand. They made the seven-hour drive. Dang. Is Harlem Nights a bad movie? Say, say, say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> I, I respect y'all's opinion. No, you don't. But here's the thing, um, and we've and we've and we've uh, we've proven this on the podcast with 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 our brothers in arms pops too as well, that Harlem Nights is in fact one of Eddie Murphy's worst movies in his catalog. Okay. I can I can point to. See? Not nah, see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the Big thing. Big shout out to Lauren for that one. Well, here's the thing. Y'all are y'all are looking at uh, Harlem Nights with rose-colored glasses. You're in love with the you're in love with the cast of the film. You're not in love with the quality of the film because if you look at the film, I watched it twice in two separate occasions, and this was my my reaction the whole time, just stone face like. It's because you're bougie. <laughs> <laughs> That has See? been that has been well established over the years. Exactly. <laughs> that Vic is bougie. Listen, oh, 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 first of all, sir, good uh, sir. Not, 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 now the mics came off. First of all, you will ask ask anybody who knows me for a long time, for a number of years, like like our dear friend Aris here, Afton, anyone else here. I am the least bougiest person that you know. 
in your life. I'm the least bougiest person on this dais. I'm the least bougiest, bougiest person you'll ever meet. All right. Yeah, you want? You want? You want? You want me to pull out that picture I got of you from that film shoot we did where you was uh, with, with like the, the puffy uh, ascot uh, on your neck oh, 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 oh. and all of that? I mean, I could find that. Raul! Raul, yes. You want me to find that? Raul! That was different. I was playing a character. That guy sucks, by for, the way. For, for you, the, were, you were playing Victor with some fancy clothes. <laughs> listen, listen. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, I mean, okay. With a glass of wine. See, I just finished Hennessy and ginger ale. What you had? Merlot. Nah. Okay, first of all, first of all. Oh, it was Moscato. First of all, you're not going to throw, we will not have any Moscato Merlot slander on the Codex Prime podcast. Yes, right? the hell we will. I, I will take Merlot and Moscato over Hennessy any day of the week and twice on Sunday. It, you hear that? Yeah, exactly. One more, one more time, internet. No, 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 no. You, you, first of all, you, but you acknowledge the tribal chief of cognacs. Okay. Wow. All right. It's the one. Exactly. All right. See, even David knows. He only been drinking two years. <laughs> listen, listen. You put you put Hennessy in a contest against Bacardi. Bacardi wins every single time. But anyway, uh, see, I would, I would, I would normally agree. I'm, I'm not. I'm neither a Bacardi nor a Hennessy guy. You're, right. You're, you know. I'm I, I, I like whiskey. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm a right. whiskey person, so that's fine. <laughs> but, 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 mm. I, I don't love Hennessy. But I recently just went on vacation to the Caribbean. Okay. And I found out that they sell a exclusive Caribbean version of Hennessy called Hennessy Pure White. Oh. <laughs> Hennessy, see? Wait, I said okay. I said I don't be drinking Hennessy. I don't okay. drink Hennessy like that. I don't drink Hennessy like that. I don't mess with it. <laughs> and Hennessy Pure White is a damn good drink. I'll tell you that. I, 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 think, I think we killed like four bottles in a week. First there. of all, you got money. Can I have First of all, you got money like that. Can I have some money? Okay. Well, no. Well, um, is, is, is it domestically available in it the States? It is not. Well, then it doesn't count. So anyway. First of all. So, so, so my point stands that Bacardi is still a superior drink. So we can, we can establish that right now. But uh, Aris, Yo. for the opportunity that you gave me and for birthing this whole thing, from the bottom of my heart, get the hell off my stage. <laughs> right, nah, thank you, bro. I see how it is. Nah, man. Thank you, man. Thank you very much, man. Congratulations, kid. Congratulations, Vic. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks so much. Oh, man. So, Vic, what you got for us? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we, we do have other, other guests. Uh, we're going to have like a rotating uh, series of guests coming up here, joining us. Um, so uh, first of all, we do want to give a shout out to uh, Pop Stew coming all the way from uh, Buffalo, Seven New hours. York. Seven hour drive. Oh, we. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have. Oh, uh, y'all stop. First of all, we saw the Woman King today. Yes. First of all, yo, go see that. Yes, Viola Davis. She's gonna get another Oscar nomination. She, she better. To. She yeah. bet. Even the supporting cast. I'm not gonna go too far deep to, deep into it, but even in the supporting cast, just go see it. You yes. got daughters, go see that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. 
and it's directed by uh, Gina Prince Bythewood, the, the director of Love and Basketball. So, yeah, this is our yeah. our best feature yet. We even got, also we even got to acknowledge like we have a lot of former guests here. You know, we got mm. obviously Afton, who's been on here plenty of times. You know, yes. who even like I remember one you know vivid episode where she roasted you from wearing pl- actually it was her first appearance don't hide <laughs> don't hide on your uh outfits of choice you know your when you was in your little plaid face i mean i, I still i still rock plaid shirts from time to time god damn it Vic, you ain't, you ain't learned a damn thing did you listen, listen look hey plaid looks good on me what, what can i say you can't you can't break the if it ain't broke don't fix it is what i say we've been trying to fix it for years <laughs> i mean listen all right Listen, I've, I listen. I've it's, it's been an eventful seven years, and yeah, much, has. <laughs> much evolution on my end. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, let me let me see who else we have. We got Jim Savard, the creator of Hellion. Yes. The man, well, the man of a thousand opinions. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a be- that's a great nickname that you got. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, him and his uh, talented artist son uh, Trevor, who's the, like we literally watched him grow doing this podcast. Yep. So big shout out to him. David Morales, Chris Revel, uh the Chuck and Brett um first the the brand new podcast on Barrow. I know I said it wrong. Which one? Get it together, Chuck, Carl. I can't right now. I've been drinking already. Leave me come me some slack. We're professionals, Carl. Really? Are we though? You, you you're just gonna drink on the job? Really? First of all Everybody wants to drink on a job. I mean, I'm sure it is. People here got some nips in here. I mean, listen, listen. Given my line of work, I mean, yeah. But I, it's understandable. But you know how many times I showed up to my overnight drunk? Uh, I said that way too loud. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Yeah, we we need to give, we need to give you that legal cover. You know what I'm saying? Huh? So anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we we do have other guests on the panel. Uh, should we invite someone else? Uh, you know what? Yes, yes. First of all, he was a former, you know, friend of the show, uh, former guest a couple of times actually. You know, and he has a he has a podcast going on that's been like making airwaves. I remember he actually had an interview with freaking Chris Gethard. Mm. So you know what? Let's everybody put your hands together, show your love to my man. Let's chat. With Chris Revel. Chris Revel, get yes. on it. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Rhode, Rhode Island is the, I will say that Rhode Island is the best kept secret when it comes to uh, podcasts. Podcast, Interesting podcasts as well. We're just the best kept secret, period. In general. That's right, man. Oh, thank you, guys. Uh, Chris, what's happening, man? Victor, I got to ask you, are you including uh, Meet Dave in, your, uh, in this, with your Eddie Murphy movies? Yes. Yes, Meet Dave, Norbit. Um, Pluto Nash, like oh, as like those are all better. Oh, oh no, oh, better than Harlem. Well, no, but uh, so you actually but, give Harlem Knights some credit. There so, we go. You're welcome, everyone. Thank well, you. I, <laughs> I, I unfortunately did watch Meet Dave and Norbit. <sighs> Sorry yeah. about that. I, I tolerate Norbit. <laughs> Norbit's yeah. not bad. How you doing? 
No, it's, yeah. it's it's terrible. It's the movie that cost Eddie Murphy his Oscar for for Dreamgirls. Do we really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Eddie Murphy, he was he was slated to win Best Supporting Actor from Dream, for Dreamgirls in 06. and then Norbit came out during the during the Oscar campaign, and the Academy was like, "Yeah, we're not going to give you the Oscar for this." Is like, that no. documented that the Academy said that, or are they just bougie? You know. It sounds bougie. bougie critics who just go, <laughs> Listen, we're going to give the Oscar to a movie that nobody watched. Nah. If having if having if having better superior taste in film makes you bougie, then hey, guilty as charged. I'm just saying. Did you say cosmopolitan taste at once? Yeah, it's, what's, what's wrong with having cosmopolitan taste? And I know Aris remembers this vividly. I just took a picture of you on a cover of Cosmopolitan. Yeah, that Photoshop, man, that was. Oh, it's still it's still around. Well, well, you delete it, please. Oh, not at all. All right then. I so. think the people are gonna want to see that on yeah, social I wanna, media. Yeah, I want to see this. Yeah, that that was a. Uh, I was a different person then, so you know. <laughs> you ain't that much different. <laughs> Let's get into it. But Chris, welcome That's aboard. Awesome. Man. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Dude, what you been up to? What you been up to lately? Man, I've been working a ton, which is good. Um, yeah, I host Let's Chat with Chris Revel, and then um, I recently left my full-time job at Butler Hospital to work in the industry about four months ago. So now I get to work at like a digital marketing agency, but I work a lot with podcasts now, which is pretty cool, which I'm awesome. super excited about doing consulting and producing. And I thank you. And I'll uh, we'll have a new podcast I'm a producer on called The Ferry, which will be coming out. Uh, in October, which is a scripted podcast with, uh, it's all set based in Rhode Island. It's really cool. It's a murder mystery with a sci-fi twist. Uh, Brad did one of the voices for, with us. It's uh, part of a little fire. So okay, super busy. And then you know, raised my daughter and a bunch of that stuff. But yeah. okay, yeah. so so this new podcast has a little bit. It's basically NCIS in Rhode Island with a sci-fi twist. Yeah, so I, I have none of the, I didn't do anything creatively with it. I came on to the project later, so I could say it's like, it's really good. So this alien murdered this alien, and yeah. these alien detectives got to like figure out what's going on? Yeah. No, 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 but it, it's really good. Okay, cool. yeah, it's, it's dope. I, I wish I remembered it better. <laughs> I've listened to the first four that we've made, but uh, that was my first produce, like paid producing gig. Um, I can say this now. Did I ever tell you the story about my first job in the industry that I got completely fucked on? We can swear, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, why not? So yeah, we I all grown. Yeah. So this is. I think this is great. But so, I had gotten hired with a couple friends to to develop and produce a podcast for George Floyd's uncle. Uh, his name is Selwyn Jones. Okay. We're really so We got it off. It was right when the the, the trial was going on. We get a ton of work. With was like some TV talk. We we're doing everything, and uh, we got we developed it. We got some episodes out. Never got paid. <laughs> Really? Legitimately, it was really weird because, like, you know, you want to help people and do good things, and you're like, of all people to F you over, you're not expecting it to be one of George Floyd's uh, family members. But that was, uh, that was the first job that I got in the podcast industry, which then led to real work. But I still think it's, I still think it's ironic. That I'm, I'm still, that's open. Now, you yeah. know what? You just made me think of, uh, I know you came up with a whole bunch of this or that, and I know this is one of your favorite shows and you, sir, just like me, are a child of the 90s. So I'm going to give you a quick this or that. And hopefully, and I want our audience to partake on this too. So this or that, you cannot be on the fence, which I'm famous, which I'm famous for. Aris will tell you. Yep. <laughs> the Wire or New York Undercover? Oh, The Wire. Wire. You could say anything after The Wire, and The Wire will be the answer. The Wire the is wire. possibly one of the greatest pieces of art ever made. Yeah. 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 The Wire. wire? So New York Undercover was greatness until the fourth season. 
Yeah. Well, Just, that fourth season didn't exist. I mean, you could put Homicide Life on the street up there, maybe. But okay, The Wire. It's the, the Wire. The no. Wire or Law and Order SVU. The Wire. The Wire. Y'all still choose Wire. No. Dude, you, you got like, Omar. Omar. Rest in peace. Bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> McNulty. Bunk. Yep. Like, All right, oh that's my right. God. All right, I feel... You re- oh, remember um, when I first moved to Rhode Island, they were filming um, some show, uh, some oh. cop show, but Kima from The Wire was in it. Uh, I think it was some, it, some procedural that took place in Philly. And I used to work at the Starbucks in the Biltmore, and I used to see her. And I'd just be like, oh, my God. It's, I don't even know her name, but she was real cool. But I was just like, I would oh, lose yeah. my mind. It was you know Sonia Sohn? Yeah, yeah, Sonia. She yeah. was really nice, too. Yep. But I just like I I was just starstruck. Like you played the greatest role in the history of television. Mm. Like oh dude, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I read the uh, the oral history of the wire. Like I I go. I'm, There's an oral history. All the, the pieces matter. Fucking awesome, awesome book. So good. Yeah, it's it's my favorite show ever made. Yeah, wires yeah. wires in my um, wires in my actually wires is my second favorite show of the of all time. What's number one? Breaking Bad. That's fair. Yeah. Did you watch Saul? Uh. I've watched like the first season. I haven't finished it. Uh, the, the I think it surpassed Breaking Bad. Really? What? Yeah. That's a that's but high it's hard. That's a lot to it's say. It's hard to say because it also altered Breaking Bad too in a good way. Yeah. Like yeah, the um, I, don't, I won't spoil anything, but it was it. It's like, you know, like when a director makes their first movie and it's awesome, and then they they get all the skills and they go make their next movie. It's yeah. like those people took everything that learned in Breaking Bad and they just made. It, but they make you work for it. it. It's a slow start, like The Wire. Like, you know, Wire, wire yep. takes about like eight episodes to get there, and then you got to mm-hmm. sit all through season two in the docks. Yep. But then, you know, then we get Snoop, and then it's all good again. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, Saul was, and the last episode was honestly my favorite finale of anything ever made. Like, oh, wow. it was amazing. Right. It was I so mean, good. I, yeah, but Breaking Bad's good too. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I, lo- so. I love Breaking Bad. Well, everything's yeah. better than the Game of Thrones finale, so. Yeah. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Like, I'm, I'm still angry that I fell into the hype <laughs> for watch for following that show and wasting my time. Yeah, I should have been a contrarian and just like continue to avoid watching that show. You're still a contrarian. Still are. I am not a contrarian. <laughs> you are not a contrarian. I have no contrarian bone See, in my body. Really? Merlo? Yes. Really? You want some uh, Hennessy? <laughs> <laughs> can we get some? Can Listen. we get Vic some Hennessy? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I never I, saw like, the one. I never uh, saw uh, Game of Thrones, and I'm glad I missed it. Consider yourself lucky. No, 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 no. And I have this. It, first no, of all, no. you can you cannot debunk Game of Thrones because yeah, even can. with like, yes, you listen with us. Okay, last season, understandable. Half a season six, yeah. But you cannot tell me that everybody did not tune in Sunday nights at nine. Mm-hmm. Right. And have hour-long discussions at the water cooler at work, if y'all had a water cooler, talking but, about that show. Each episode was like a two-hour discussion. But, the, but does, that, does that make for a good show, though? Yes, because of the cultural impact that that show had. Col- and now there's a, sp- there's a spinoff, and apparently that's been getting good reviews. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah, Maurice has too. Yeah, I, I still remember his. Uh, he hate George Martin to this day. George yeah. Fat Fat Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Did the last season because I've had that too. Like I used yeah. to really like How I Met Your Mother. I don't know if I watched it. 
And then the oh, last yeah. season and the finale was so bad, I've never gone back to watch it. Like, it somehow mm-hmm. retroactively ruined the entire series for me. Yeah, same And that's hard to do. Like, I'm living single that yeah. apparently, and I'm still against this, won our best black sitcom tournament. Wait, f- well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, well, well, what would you put on the list, though? Fresh Prince. Well, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Fresh Prince that's Martin? Like, well, put, I'm a huge Different World fan. I was like, that came out this, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Different World getting some praise. When that, when that came on, um, I think Netflix or Hulu, I rewatched the entire thing. Like I watched it. I watched it again recently. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm from Meriden, Connecticut, which is like not what you expect from Connecticut at all. It's like uh, it's very diverse. So like get, grew up watching all that good stuff. Listen, they need to bring in Living Color back on oh. like some type of like streaming platform. They were supposed oh, to. We can't do it. You can't do it again because all you gotta do is go on TikTok and you just got in Living Color. I know. <laughs> you guys interviewed the author of that book, though. That was a good episode. David Peisner, really who uh, he authored the book, uh, Homie Don't Play That, the, um, the story of a living color and the black comedy revolution. Yep. Honestly, if... Good episode. I recommend it. Just get the book. I mean, it actually felt really good to hear a white guy just say, listen, black culture is pop culture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Living Color was my SNL growing up. Like that's yes. oh my god! I have pictures of me and like my friend growing up, and like, I was fire marshal Bill for Halloween. He would be homie the Did cloud. <laughs> oh yeah! And there's but, no picture evidence of that. I, my parents have it somewhere. I can totally find that. Yeah, I, like, I was probably like elementary you? school when that was on, and like I didn't think I even knew SNL existed. And I watched Mad TV for a while, which I was, nice fire marshal. <laughs> <one kid. laughs> Hell yeah! Nice. That's I mean Miles would have been better, but that's still pretty cool. <laughs> you love you some miles. Yeah, I'm getting the miles tattoo. I don't. I didn't get it in time. Are you really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Please post that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No. That that Spider Verse speaks to my soul. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you actually yeah. see Brooklyn. Yeah. Because when the- Biggie kicked on, I like had tears in the theater. <laughs> when I saw because I you know I don't know anyone else saw it in theater. I went only saw that movie because I remember seeing the preview before uh, Ready Player One. Forgot I saw Ready Player One, but I remember the preview. But there was like a quick second in the screen you could see. Um, it was a, there's a community reference to Donald Glover in the preview, and I was like, I kind of caught it. I was like, All right, I gotta go watch this movie. No idea what it was, and just like, just chills to this day. It's I call it my funeral and my wedding movie. Like when everything in my life is terrible, I watch Spider Verse, and when everything is going good, is I watch Spider Verse. Like, yeah, like, I have so much uh, Miles art in my house. I just bought Felicity a, a Ghost Spider, uh, uh, no, Sp- Spider Gwen. She watches um, Spidey and his amazing friends on Disney Channel. Really. It's really cute because I like baby Black Panther and all that. So she likes to pretend she's Ghost Spider, and then she like makes me spin, and then Victoria's mighty. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, no, yeah, that is. Oh, man, I love. I can talk about that forever. Yeah, but Chris, thank you so much, oh, yo. No, thank, thank you, you for just being a supporter. Advice for you yes. guys have been uh, incredible. You've been so much for our podcast world, and I've, I'm fortunate to know a lot of people from around the country, and like not every city has. Like our funny, our buddy Vern, shout out Vern, he flew out from Minneapolis for Comic Con. We all hung out last year. Right. They don't have a scene like this here. Like it just doesn't exist. Like we're so lucky that so much talent is under one roof in this state, and. Thank God. There's a bunch of us, and not everyone wants to connect, which has always kind of hurts me. But you guys were always and been like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta do it and bring it together. So thank you for doing this. This is it's wonderful. This oh, is a dream come true. Yes, thank you for being, yeah. being on the show, man. We greatly appreciate you. I got, I'll give, anyone, I got stickers, but I don't want to. Oh, just give them out. Yeah. Just give them out to oh, everybody. Like them, <laughs> Let's chat with Chris Rebel. Everybody, give it up for Chris Rebel, y'all. Yes. First of all, I do want to give a shout out to my Ison family here. My Taylors, Antoinette, Cousin Lydia, Cousin Gloria, 
So, you ready for our next guest? Oh, yes. Uh, All right. He, this, one, this one's a little bit of a makeup episode. Now, I don't remember exactly what episode this was, but you didn't show up, and we had no idea exactly what we were doing. And the audio on this episode was so horrible that you had to put a disclaimer <laughs> on the show before we like put the podcast out, yeah. just to say, yo, we apologize for how horrible this is gonna sound, and it sounded awful, and it was such a good show. So I'm actually gonna bring up a very good friend and also my mentor, just in case. Come on up. Yes. <laughs> He didn't plan on doing this, but I made him do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. Just in case, a member of the uh, A-Team DJs. <laughs> hot mic, hot mic. <laughs> What's good, brother? Yeah. Justin, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. All right, yeah, see, we sound, we sound a lot better now. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Way better than the first time. <laughs> Justin, man, Justin, what you been up to since I don't even remember? What was when that it? like seven years ago? Yeah, it was. Uh, it no, was, it was like in the beginning, beginning ish. Yeah. I think you've been doing it for like a few months. I think. No, it was. Yeah, it was. It was March 2016. See, oh, wow. He knows. Yeah. Leave it to Vic. He knows. He knows exactly when he messed up the audio. I mean, uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it, man. Was, things happen. It was us. Know? It was us. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm such an audio person that it was hilarious to me that that episode was messed up audio wise because that's like what I do. You know what I mean? So I mean, obviously yeah. you taught me how you listen, it's because of him that I'm a DJ now. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I so. had a I did a oh thank you. Yeah. He was he's one of my students. I had a adult DJ class one time on a whim. I was like, oh, I teach kids a lot how to DJ. So I was like, let me do an adult one. And it was you and another girl, right? Yeah, and, and she just stopped showing up. Um, <laughs> but he he stuck with it and he's still with it now and like I'm so proud of you and Appreciate happy that. for you and like it's so yeah, you know like it's it feels good to see your name on a flyer and be like yeah I did that. You <laughs> <laughs> did. Yep, yep. I have I actually have two DJs that I that I mentored and you both are doing fantastic so it feels really good. Really who's the other one? Uh Julio. What's uh TEDx is is, is DJ. The one who used to do the, all the dubstep? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yep. still at it? He's still DJing, yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Yep. yep. <laughs> Man, so, so yes, what I'm about have to do you another been? adult class so I can I can uh have some more of my minions running around. <laughs> I'm a minion, okay. DJ yeah. minions. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to since that, you know, since that fateful episode? Jesus Christ, uh what haven't I been up to? Um just still DJing. I'm a, still a professional photographer, do some video here and there, um, have a t shirt business and uh and I wasn't even married then, was I? Huh? Yeah, well, get, I'll get to it, wife. <laughs> Love you, Lauren. <laughs> I was going to say it, damn. <laughs> uh, my office is actually upstairs, right about there-ish in the building. And uh, I'm a part of this the Cornerstone Complex, and uh, that's a, a lot of what I do now. I'm here all the time, which is pretty fun. You know, This, this place is amazing. I, I don't know if you guys realize this is like magical here you know yeah it is <laughs> and uh yeah just just keep doing my art and stuff you know yeah if you all notice like a lot of the pictures that I, a lot of the artwork that's hung up 
this man. Yeah, right actually, here. all of the pictures oh, yeah. in this room. Oh, all right. of them. Yeah, yeah. And, Never uh, mind a lot. <laughs> Excuse you. Yeah. We had to move some, so there's a lot less than there was, but yeah. Right. Yeah. You take good work. Like, thank you. You took a picture you. of the Apex building. Yes, I did. This yep. generation don't know what Apex is, but it's just a building in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the one that's always closed, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that one. That was a DMV for like 10 do, months. Do you know that it's actually still open? Is it really? It is. Yeah, it is. Really? People don't think that it is, but it, it's actually open. If you go around the back, there's like a little door you can go in and you can still... Because Apex, still, they sell like parts for stuff. So they're they still open. They're, when you get a chance, go on their website. It's like a snapshot of 1998. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's, so, it's so old school. And really? Yeah, yep, it's wow. funny. Just on a whim, just go there and just type it in, and you'll be like, what the hell is this? I'm saying It looks like now. it has never been updated. Like they built it, and they were like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> that's incredible. First of all, 1998 was an amazing year. Why? What happened in 98? Some of the best hip hoppers came out. Yeah, man. That's yeah, debatable. Had, uh, but yeah. Debatable. Okay, so what would, what would be. No, I'm just saying. Well, okay, so everyone's opinion, like when someone says, walks up to you when you're a DJ and say, oh, play some old school, and you look at them, you're like, well, what the hell is old school to you? You know, mm -hmm. if you're 25, old school is what you listened to maybe 10 years ago. Yep. You know what I mean? And like everybody's old school is different, so you have to define it. So gotcha. when you say 98 was a great year for blah, 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 or nine, I can say 94 was a great year for, for hip hop. You know what I mean? Like it's, a, it's according to everyone's taste. Okay, yeah. your favorite year in hip hop. 98. Yeah, no, joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad year. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I would say probably 91 because I was just, and, and like I said, our music tastes are attached to memories. Yes. And a lot of our major memories are created in high school. It is. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I think what, that's why when you, when you see people and they're like, they want you to DJ something, they're like, I need you to play something from this year. And if you ask them like, were you in high school at that year? Or you, either high school or college. Those yeah. eight years of your life kind of mold your musical taste and it stays with you for the rest of your life. That is true. I, I have learned that by doing so many parties. Like, uh, like my wife always laughed at me when I was like 39, someone asked me to do a, a 40th birthday party. And I was like, what the hell am I gonna play for this party? She was like, dude. <laughs> Whatever you like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's right. I should just play what I like because that be, that'll work. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. when I had to do Miss Lydia's party, I was like, oh, my God. You know? So I had, to, I had to Google some stuff. I was like, all right, when would she have graduated? When would she have graduated high school? And that's exactly what my playlist wow. was. And, now, and there, there is one memory I do have tied to you. Mm. I was in the background of your engagement. Oh, no, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, I feel, I still, still today, I feel so bad because it's like, you see, Justin on like one knee, Lauren like accepted it, and I'm just in the background like, yeah, he <laughs> looked like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. That's exactly what I looked like. <laughs> and it's like, everybody's like, hey, congratulations, but what's up with doing the blue hoodie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, like, I think you were on your phone, too, so you were just like... <laughs> Trust me, that caught everybody off guard. I well, apologize my wife, so my many wife times. Threw me, my wife threw me a surprise birthday party, yes. and I found out about it. So I was like, and I've been trying to figure out when I was going to propose anyway. And I was like, there's no way that I can surprise her. At any time, she's going to know. She's too nosy. She's going to figure it out. She's going to find <laughs> something out. So I was like, the only way I could do this would be, for one, on my birthday, 
and at my surprise birthday party that she was planning. I was like, this is perfect. So that's what happened. And you knew it was, you knew about the surprise birthday party. Yep. yep. Oops. Yeah. Her, uh, you sure one she of her family members story? told me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, great memories. But Justin, like, thank you. I can't even like, thank you enough for like everything. Like uh, no problem, this, yeah, this was all him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like so. I said, I'm super proud of you, man. And like, keep it going, you know. If you need any help, you know I always got your back. Yeah, I appreciate always. that. <laughs> Just get me in the A team. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I've been trying to get in there for a long time. Just so. keep hanging around. It'll eventually just be like, come on. <laughs> but everybody, just in case, y'all. Thank you, thank you. Uh, all right, you know, what, Vic, you got another. Di- you got another this or that for everybody. Another this or that. Hmm, I do. Oh, actually, I do have another this or that. Oh, yeah, I've yes. I've been you to ask this one for a long time, yes. especially with my family here. Yes. So. So, yeah. um, so well, just, just because we always give credit where credit is due, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is uh, Jamel Hill is Unbothered on Spotify. And, yep, <laughs> yep. and, uh, and every, every episode, she has a, a feature with her guest called This or That, where she, ha- where she introduced two choices, and the guest has to pick one. There's no fence sitting. So Carl and I have, have had a back and forth on this for some time, and I need to ask y'all, what is the better Michael Jackson album, Off the Wall or Thriller? Told you. Uh, Say it one more time. One, two, three. Told you. Wrong. (laughs) I will say this, like... Off the wall? (laughs) Okay, we got the whole entire room versus one, two. Well, I, I, I will say, off the wall, it's an excellent album. It's an excellent first draft. Thriller is the one that brings people to the dance. Thank you. See, the bartender knows. The bartender knows what's up. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Let me. Hold up. I'm just gonna say this. Look, wait. Thriller, Billie Jean, Beat It, Human Nature, Pyt. Come on, come on. Don't stop till you get enough. Rock with you. It's good. Burn this disco out. Off the wall. It's good. I can't help it. She's out of my life. Thriller. Michael cried till the end of his days singing that song. Thriller is the best, is the greatest music video of all time. Okay, thank you, Michael Peters. But, Michael Peters and John Landis. But, like I said, I just gave you half of that album. First of all, when's the last time you've been to a black cookout? Uh, when I think it was President Obama's first term. Okay. First of all, that explains a lot. So now, you know what? The next Isom family cookout, you going to show up. I Yeah, you will. Oh, yeah. I do have an appetite, so. Listen. Especially with, especially with Cousin Lydia's potato salad and macaroni salad. That for okay. some reason, she don't even... How can somebody not eat their own cooking? <laughs> a red flag. First of all, okay, you remember a couple of fantasy football drafts back, I brought some macaroni salad and it got destroyed? There you go. <laughs> so no red flags there. You will eat good... 
Odds are I probably will be DJing it. I will play majority of Off the Wall, and you will see. In my family, we're dancers. Okay. So you will see mm-hmm. what Off the Wall does compared to Thriller. Well, to be fair, um, we're, we're talking about a small sample size, right? We're talking about your family, right? But if, 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 if you, you go don't know the Ison family. Okay. A versus? We could between, do it. Be, between Off the Wall versus Thriller? I mean, I mean, like I said, hey, I, I take nothing away from Off the Wall. Like I said, it's an, it's an excellent album, an excellent first draft. But if you want to talk about an album that, that's iconic, that's in the... Like it's it's an album that shows you okay this is Michael but this is like this is MJ's potential for greatness. I mean, right? Well, tomato tomato, but like, <laughs> but <laughs> but Thriller Thriller was the album that made him a a a, a global icon and a national treasure. It was more pop than it. Was. Okay, well, uh, true. Yeah, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win this one. All right, well, I, yeah, 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 you're just not. Well, we'll look. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, oh, he has enough opinions where you boo. <laughs> well, we'll agree to disagree, but in the end, we can all go to bed knowing that Victor Omaya was always right. But anyway, uh, let's let's now the next guy. boo this man. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So now we got our next guest coming out. It's super extra, super nerd extraordinaire. Yes. The youngest Rhode Island lawmaker mm. at 23 years old, which to my surprise, I thought he, he carries himself with so much poise and maturity, and I thought he was older. <laughs> the youngest Latino lawmaker in the entire country. So give it up for state representative and Spider-Man himself, <laughs> David Morales. Oh, miss you, David. And wrestling commissioner. Oh yeah, wrestling commissioner of the RWA Renegade Wrestling Alliance. David Morales. So good to be back, Carl, because last time we were here, it was the commissioner who was speaking, and I know things got just a tad violent. I got a little carried away. Yeah, you did. And I was somewhat rude, so I just want to extend an apology from my last appearance. Do you really, though? Because you was after him. (laughs) 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 That is fair. That is fair. No, but as promised, though, you got me in the suit. And I would only do it for you. I appreciate so. that, man. I appreciate that. So yes, um, since your, you know, since your encounter, how did that um, encounter go? I, I saw some pictures, and uh, it was a little too. Sh- I'll let you explain it. Yeah, so we're talking about political encounters at the state house, correct? I mean, if you. No, we're talking about the wrestling ring. All right, so what essentially happens is I'm the evil commissioner slash boss of the Renegade Wrestling Alliance, local independent wrestling promotion out here in Rhode Island. And for the last year, I've been in a feud 
with one of our former world champions given that he insulted the home neighborhood that I represent a Mount Pleasant Providence. So this was going on for a whole year. I was trying to make his life a holy heck. And in doing so, last show we had a, anyone here a wrestling fan? If you're familiar with, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, oh, I love it. I love to see it, right? So it was like the Survivor Series stipulation, right? It was like Team Morales versus Team Riot, four on four. If Team Riot lost, I would fire him on the spot. And if his team won, then he would be reinstated. So unfortunately, that night, not only did I take a massive L, I got body slammed in front of the neighborhood, I had my shirt ripped off, and fans, fans were pretty creative, and they started throwing papers at me as I was down. But again, happened in the neighborhood of Mount Pleasant, so I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I was so mad I missed that one, <laughs> but it was, but I, I, did see, I did see the slam you took. You, you okay, man? Still recovering, you know. Still, still, still aches. Even getting up here and doing like a little jump took it out of me. Took a decent bump, so you know, give it up. Yeah, man. Give it up. You tuck in your chin. That way, your head doesn't ricochet off the mat. Just a small life hack. Yeah, yeah. When I trained, I kind of learned that the hard way, and uh, your boy was concussed for a while. Let's make that return. Let's make it happen. I am almost forty. I can't do that. Because for the record, last time I was here, Carl was on Team Morales. As for Vic, yeah. you have some unsettled business. What, what you mean? I mean, you implied that I was being a little rude. You implied that the commissioner was wrong. Well, well, I, I, I was just uh, calling it how I, how I saw it. And um, you did have like a, like a, like a little like petition sheet which, said, which had a stamp that said like $5 if you sign here. So you were collecting. So it... You know, you were basically bribing fans for uh, for for support. You know, for your commissionership, and I just I just thought it, I thought I thought it looked a little peculiar. So I was like, "What's up with that?" He's a hustler, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was just asking the questions. You know, as as a good journalism major would. I like that one more. How's that? You know what? Except I'm not gonna wrestle. I'm gonna just recruit someone else oh, to do my dirty on. work. Yeah, that's the way it works. Uh, yeah, we got one wrestler in training right here. She'll take care of it. All right. Well, um, mm, I can train you. Well, f well, first of all, um, I'm I'm uh, too advanced in age to step foot in the squared <laughs> circle. So, uh, Batista was 35 when he started. Fit. That was true. Yeah. He's 56 now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, we, we don't talk about his last match Look, at 72. Well, Ric Flair's last match, if you watch it on YouTube, it is a sad, sad sight. If you want to feel bad about something, go Google or, or YouTube Ric Flair's last match. I told you why. I clarified yeah. why he did that. Listen, first of all, um, if, if Victor Omoyo ever got in the ring, I don't think that um, our esteemed state rep, uh, David Morales, wants the quote-unquote smoke, if you will. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> I'm going to deny it. Really? Oh, you missed. <laughs> missed. Really, after. <laughs> I mean, we could sell that match. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we would sell the tickets. We would sell the places out. David Morales going... versus Victor Omoyo? Book it. Oh, any any, any uh, Providence Little League field, any venue, any school, any time, any place, Vic. I pay to see that. Um. Book it, book it, book it, book it. First of all, Carl, 
Don't be an instigator. Oh, I'm gonna instigate the hell out of this one. <laughs> uh, second of all, there we go. As as a um, <clears throat> as a as a as a lifelong uh, uh, Rhode Island resident, um, I'll take it under advisement. Okay, I will take it under advisement. So next appearance, we'll follow up. How's that? On the 600th episode, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, follow yeah, up, yeah, right? Yeah, let's yeah, do that. 600th episode special. Then yeah. we'll follow up and hear his answer. Yeah, 600th episode. Um, you know, by, by then, if, if Codex Prime is still around, yeah, oh, it will you'll be. get my answer then. Oh, well, it definitely will be. Yeah, well, you, you'll, you'll get my answer then, yeah. Okay, okay. So what has David Morales been up to these days? Yeah, so as all of us here in this room probably know, we just finished up the primary elections that happened this past Tuesday. Yes. Mixed outcomes, to be quite honest. I mean, governor stayed the same. I think we now have a corporate executive as the next mayor of Providence. So I'm feeling some type of way, to be quite honest with you. But that's what makes it our responsibility as community members, but also in my position as a legislator to make sure we're actually advocating for the needs of working people in the sense that, again, the rent is too damn high, so we need a form of rent stabilization. We have Rhode Island Energy that's trying to increase our utility rates by 47% starting in October. And the fact that that kind of crap gets rubber stamped and we don't have people actually speaking out against it, again, it's the part where we have to use our platform. And so yesterday we did something I would argue was historic. Public Utilities Commission hearing out in Warwick happening on a Friday morning at 9 a.m. That's where they make the decisions on whether or not to increase utility rates. Usually no one shows up because there's a lack of public notice and it's a Friday morning, so what are you doing? Probably working. But instead what we did is we, in addition to the George Wiley Center, myself, and different advocacy groups such as Amord, we came together and we were able to gather over 50 community members to show up and tell all the white suits, there's no way that you're gonna get away with increasing our, our electricity rates. And we're gonna learn a little more about what the final decision is going into next week. But again, the fact that we were there and we forced the commissioners, we forced Rhode Island Energy to feel the shame that they were increasing electricity rates, which would lead to utility shutoffs, I think that in itself is an achievement. But I'll definitely keep everyone updated. I'm feeling good about it. Hey, I play a bad guy when it comes to the wrestling stuff, all right? I can assure you the rest of it as it relates to a political standpoint, somewhat positive. Somebody need to get you a pulpit. Because <laughs> you out here preaching to the choir, man. <laughs> That's what, that's what we got to do. Got to inspire, got to motivate, got to empower. And like, same thing, that's why I wear the Spider-Man suit, right? Like, we go out here, I'm happy to go to library events, I'm happy to get body slammed, look like a fool, whatever it is, but as long as we got the youth there and having a good time, makes it all worth it. Are you still doing your advocacy work for the local libraries too as well? Absolutely, happy to announce, first time in 13 years, the state is finally fully funding our public library systems. Nice. Yes. Took long enough and it took a pandemic, but here we are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this man is 23 years old. 24 as of yesterday. Oh, wait, what? Really? Yeah, it was my right birthday. On, right on. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah, Virgo, Virgo season. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but happy, you know, happy belated birthday to you. Thank you for coming out. This is uh, in, in full gear in your Spider Man costume. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yo, we need, more, we need more people like you in office. Nah, thank you, Carl. Yes, I appreciate indeed. that. So, everybody, please give it up for David Morales, yeah? Wait, wait, wait. Should we hit him with a this or that before we go? A this or that? Give him a good, give us a good this or that. Okay, well, since so you got Just the... remember my age, all right, and just know what references you're about to make, okay? Because <laughs> I'm not trying to be caught off guard being like, what is that? Uh, well, since, well, since you got the Spidey costume on, uh, what's the better Spider-Man movie? 
Spider-Man No Way Home or Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? I'm going to tell you, neither one. It is, in fact, the 2004 Spider-Man 2 Sam Raimi edition where Spider-Man goes up one-on-one -on -one with Dr. Otto Octavius. Okay. All right, so... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh. Okay. All right. I'll take that. I'll take I'll that. I'll take. Uh, I will take it. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was approximately six years old, and I remember seeing it on cable television. Oh. And we had the pirated version too. So. Oh. <laughs> That's actually not a bad answer, man. But yes, David. Thank you for coming out, man. Oh, you be. There'll be more, some, you know, some codex appearances in RWA, some community outbursts. Just let me know. We'll be there. Thank you all so much for everything you do in our community, by the way. So just another hand to all of you. All right, thank, yeah, you. thank you, man. Much appreciated. As for you, I'll see you on the 600th episode All right, so I ain't got to hold you back again. <laughs> I had to drag him up to the other rooms. <laughs> Oh, man. And yes, uh, support your local libraries, people. Yes, please. He's been saying that since episode one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, libraries are where it's at. That's, that's where I go to. Like, yeah, you, 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 can catch, you can catch me in these streets, not in these streets, but in these libraries, you know what I'm saying? I mean, technically, the library is down the street for you, so you would be in the streets kind of going there. Semantics, semantics, semantics. Semantics. Yeah. I do want to give out to my buddy Jeff. I call him Shabby. Do you know it's from my days at Slam Tech? Two Sweet Antiques. Thank you for the hat. Yo, please hit him up. I know he, I still believe he has the flea market store in uh, Pun. Oh, it's not there anymore? But. Oh, oh, sold. Okay. Sold. There we go. But please, like, hit him up. He, I know he has an eBay store. He. Not even that either. Hit him up on the website, Two Sweet Antiques. Stock. What was it? Oh, there you go. Hit him up with your, you know, he has all your antique wrestling, pro wrestling merchandise. I actually bought a Bruno San Martino autograph from him. Mm, okay. Worth it. Definitely, totally worth it. So hit him up, yo, Two Sweet Antiques. Too sweet to you, brother. <laughs> All right, so who we got next? Who we got next? You know what? We have variants, but these—I would have to say that these are the white versions of us. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, they right came on. on the show. They reached out to us, and it was literally like laughter from even before we turned on the mics. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and you, you can catch, catch one on the Tesdy tapes. They have uh, frequent shows at the Comedy Connection. I've been to the last, the last three and laughed hysterically at every single one of them. And one of them is horribly at, horrible at art, but you got to love it. <laughs> so give it up, please, for Chuck Staten and Brad Rower, formerly the Chuck and Brad podcast. Yes. Oh, man. Y'all yeah, get man. ready to laugh. This is about to be hilarious. I'm going to let you know that right now. Oh, yeah. Still one of my uh, all-time favorite episodes of the podcast that we've yeah, done. Boy. What's up? What's up? How's it going? How's it going? Low, low, low. Ah. Woo. 
Hey, welcome back. Welcome back, gentlemen. Can I point out that uh, Victor, in his defense of his bouginess or lack thereof, <laughs> said, I'm the least bougie person on this dais. <laughs> <laughs> Victor, my friend, this is a stage. <laughs> the only person who would call it a dais is someone who's bougie. And on that note, and listen, listen, look, look, I, I, I happen to have, uh, just because I have a vocabulary doesn't make me bougie. I mean, so what? I have, I, I have three college degrees, two of which are masters. So what? Does that make me bougie? I am salt of the earth. My friends, I, right? I, I would like to say at the beginning of the show, you insinuated that you thought a good sexual lubricant was maple syrup flavored hot sauce. <laughs> and that is not bougie. Let me just point that out. Right, I think right. it's also a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say um, uh, when I did one of the weird hot sauce plugs, uh, my, my current uh, lady partner said that, Victor, if you ever pour hot sauce on me, I will fuck you up. So. <laughs> You know, I was like, that kind of sounds like an open invitation, though, don't y'all think? <laughs> oh no, I was like, uh, it was, it was, it was a clear threat. I was like, message received. I got it. You know, you don't have to tell me twice, and that was that. Threat or a promise or an invitation, sir? You could take that three different ways. Maybe in your mind, but uh, you know, <laughs> hey, it's a good time. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah, this is exciting. This is great. Out, yeah. Like, especially with your busy schedule, like. Man, I love seeing Chris Revel up here. Give it up for Chris Revel. Yes. yes. I, lo yes, I love him because his head just looks like a pink marshmallow. You ever <laughs> notice that? <laughs> He's a walking lucky charm. <laughs> See, that's how it happened. We literally just started talking, just started laughing. Like, what, what, like have we pressed record yet? No. <laughs> well, the truth is, I don't know if you remember this, but we were going to come on your show and we came a week early by accident. Do you remember yeah, that? That's right. Yeah. So we were supposed to be on the show, and uh, Brad and I had, were on. A, we were guesting on a bunch of podcasts to push one of our live shows, and we had it in our calendar on the wrong day. And so we just drove to the house, knocked on the door on a Tuesday, and you guys were like, "Oh, hi!" And I'm like, "Hey!" And you're like, "This isn't the night we're doing the podcast." And we're like. See you next week. Yeah. And we turned around and went but back you to the know car. What? It was delightful. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that you didn't write us off as idiots immediately. Right. That's really nice of you guys. Not just yet. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that was after the episode. That yes, was like right. solid idiots. I couldn't even say that because y'all was literally like the white versions of us. <laughs> like yeah. we had like so much in common, which is like. It's true. Brad is the bougie one. Yes, I am. <laughs> I was like, yes, let's get on that dais. <laughs> He's the that musician, was, I'm the DJ. Uh, that was after he poured hot sauce on his own dick, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I, I, I threatened myself, I promised myself, and I followed through. Yeah, he likes to punish himself. Yes. That's how he did it. And listen, there's, pe there's people who pay big money for that. Right, right. That's right, yeah. So you just had the Jurassic Park show yes. Yes. a couple of weeks ago. Alyssa yes. and I went to go see that. And uh, yeah, um, wow. 
Yeah. I laughed hysterically. Thank uh, you. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. We, uh, we were just talking. Uh, our 300th episode, we, we, were, we did a uh, podcast called The Chuck and Brad Podcast. Uh, we have recently transitioned to a new effort called Fun Bearable, yes. uh, which is available wherever you get your podcasts, including uh, YouTube. Yes. And uh, one of our, our live episodes was our 300th episode, and we did a bunch of pranks and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, including... We, uh, uh, this is such a weird prank to explain, but we had our, our, our friend, uh, Eric, and uh, we took a, we, we had a running joke with him. Yes. Where we made fun of his fictional grandmother. You ever have it, one of those jokes with your friends that's like it's hypothetical, where like something happened and you said like, oh man, like, you know, you did this and you'd make something up and it becomes a running joke in your friendship. It's not something that's really happened. It's just something you made up about your friend. So we had a joke about that, about his uh, grandmother. And she, you know, she, she wasn't real. It was all fictional. You know, she was the terrible person. She's racist. She's sexist. She's dumb. Yes. Like everything, everything bad. We ascribed it to Noni Maxu. We just made her up. Made, her, made up. her up. And he, and he hated it. Hated it. We'd make, we'd say things about her all the time. He hated it. So what we did, we uh, printed funeral invitations for Noni Maxu. <laughs> And mail them to a hundred random people around the country. We just looked up names on whitepages.com yep. and just sent these these flyers out. Yeah, and we would write like funny things on the funeral invitations because what we wanted was you wanted people to receive these funeral invitations for someone they don't know and be really confused about the messages. So like I wrote on one, uh, they're saying that Noni's death is a suicide, and that's what you better fucking say too. <laughs> So we, we <laughs> and I think I think we had a, a like a return email address like a yeah. you know no, funeral at gmail.com or whatever it was yeah and people would respond like hey I think this came to the wrong person oh, or, yeah, or was, whatever yeah. and we revealed this prank to our friend Eric on stage yeah we told in, him live on stage in front of the audience and uh, also we you know he loves the band. Bowling for Soup, and we, you know, Chuck had a connection. He had interviewed him for the podcast with uh, Jared from Bowling for Soup, mm-hmm. and we said, Jared, would you please film a video as though you believe that Eric would seriously invite Bowling for Soup to play his grandmother's funeral? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm like, we're like, we have to pretend that our buddy Eric wrote you an invitation saying, basically, like, Will you guys please come to my grandmother's funeral? If you come, I'll forget all about her stupid death, whatever. <laughs> and so he was like, I'm totally in. And he recorded himself uh, saying like, Eric, we got your invitation. And so this guy, Eric, is live on stage seeing like one of his favorite bands, the lead singer of his favorite band, sending him this video. And the guy says, from Bowling for Soup, he says, he's like, I just want to say, it's disgusting to me that you would invite us to your grandmother's funeral and say you'd forget all about her death. I, and he said, we look, he goes, me and the rest of the band looked you up on Facebook and we all took a vote. And we decided you're an asshole. And he's, <laughs> so Eric's on stage watching it on the screen. And he's like visibly shaking with anger. But at the end, Jared from Bowling for Soup was like, and the last thing I want to say is, this is a prank. I'm in on it. Blah blah blah. And he, you know, he broke it all down. But Eric was pissed. Yeah, he was not happy at all. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Victor, we've got a surprise. No, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I did say uh, back uh, back in the back. I'm like Chuck. We should heel turn on the Codex Prime guys tonight and just smash them with chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were gonna 3D both of you through yes. this table right yeah. now. <laughs> 
I don't want to read. I don't want to pay for a table. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, all right, yeah. sturdy too. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Oh, a yeah. it's a good table. Um, but no, we're uh, we're genuinely excited for you guys. Yeah. We're uh, we we know what a milestone this is. Yeah, and we know how hard it is to to just keep showing up. Yeah, and uh, and how important that is, and just seeing the dedication that you guys have put into making Codex Prime your own and sharing it with the world—it's uh, just really inspiring and means a lot. Killer. Oh man, we great. We greatly Thank appreciate much, man. that, man. Yeah. And as you can see, I don't even—you know the number to that episode. Like, you can just listen to like all the laughter because it was like so much, like. I could. We didn't even want to stop recording. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we had so much fun, and it's crazy because we didn't even talk. Like the only thing we said before that to each other was like, "Oh, wrong day. See you later." Yeah. We never talked before. Never. And so we just kind of sat down and started recording, and it was an awesome time. Yeah, because I remember like Vic sent me the email like, "Hey, you guys, you want to do this?" Chuck and Brad, and like, okay. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't care. Like it was like a bunch of four-year-olds meeting where it's like, "You like Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that was that was it over the yeah. course of you know two or two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was episode two fifty seven. Yes, there you go. Yeah, it was yeah. killer. It was a great time. Yep. Oh, and yeah. then we've been to like three of your shows: the Halloween episode, that, oh. that the, the Monster Mash. That was very good. Who wrote that? Who wrote that? I wrote yeah. that. If it's, if it's triple X rated, Chuck wrote it. <laughs> the whole show. So we were doing, you know. We do these very weird live shows at the Comedy Connection East Providence where it's kind of like sketch and uh, we had this running joke throughout the show that Brad hated the Monster Mash, uh, the song. And also we do have a natural difference between us in that I love Halloween and he's more reserved. Yes. Um, he hates slutty costumes. I like them. And uh, Cover up. It's cold outside. <laughs> 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 And so we had this whole running joke that he hates Halloween, hates the Monster Mash. So he closed the show with this idea that I wrote a movie script about Brad essentially becoming the Grinch of Halloween and trying to destroy Halloween. But in doing so, uh, he finds the original Monster Mash lyrics and they're all X-rated. And the, mon the original Monster Mash is all about an orgy. And it brought the, that brought the house down. Those final lyrics at the end of the show brought the house down, and it was so much fun. That was I great. washed my own mouth out with soap after the show. <laughs> <laughs> and he still didn't wash the hot sauce off his dick. No, nope. which is really <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's still as spicy as ever. <laughs> How would you know that? <laughs> oh man. That was great, and then the crit and, and so and somehow it turned really political. Yeah, that was that was that was one of the when we really thought we had a winning idea because we obviously in real life we write all the shows together, right? But on stage we'll play characters, so it'll be like you know I'm I'm the one that wrote it. I want Brad to take it, but we came up with all this idea about how Brad as the bad guy was getting all these people together and it was basically like getting like uh, Republicans and stuff like that. So it was the anti-mashers and stuff like that. Yeah, and, the, and it was all this like- staters. Yeah, the boost staters who liked Halloween. Yeah, when we, when we realized that we could weave that in, we were like, man, that's such a funny thread. And we thought it really elevated it. And to be honest, I'll tell you this. So we did the Chuck and Brad podcast for 13 years. And recently, like Brad said, we transitioned to a new podcast called Fun Bearable with our buddy. We're doing a Halloween episode this year, and we're doing two segments, and the second segment is we're taking that Monster Mash, the movie idea, 
to the podcast with a rewrite and a bunch of new jokes and a bunch of new stuff to close the new Halloween episode. So it is going to be released as a podcast. We're going to record it soon. Oh, that, and uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be even better than the live show one because we're adding in a bunch of stuff. It's fun. I, I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, it was, oh, that was a fun one. Yeah. You got a this or that for these guys? Oh boy! Ooh, this or that? Because um, you already turn into to, you already turn into what Afton deemed you to as Victor Vader, the super villain of this show. <laughs> I love the idea that you basically just took like, <laughs> do you like this thing or that thing? And you're like, this is a segment. It's called this or that. We just ask you which one of these two things you like. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I take it both of you are Star Wars fans. Yes. Okay. Uh, which which uh, Star Wars show is the better one, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi or The Mandalorian? I prefer Mandalorian. Mando. I prefer Mandalorian. Obi Wan was good, but Mando. It's Mandalorian, but the you know what? The real answer is the Star Wars Holiday Special. Happy <laughs> Life Day, everyone. <laughs> I love Wookie porn. Yeah. No, uh, I think. Well, here's what's going to happen. I think with all these properties. When you do a new original idea that doesn't have any limitations on it, it's always going to kind of feel more organic. Like Mandalorian, you can kind of do whatever you want. With Obi-Wan Kenobi, they got to be like, okay, in this movie, we said that he had a pimple on his face when he was 14, so I guess we got to work that in. Princess Leia, should she know him? Why does she act like she doesn't know? So it's it's tough with the stuff that's baked into the, the past in a situation you've already created these characters and these stories you always feel like they're dancing around the facts that you know and kind of stretching them a little bit. Like, why doesn't Princess Leia really know Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope? Even though she in, in uh, his show, she's like friends with him. But with Mandalorian, brand new show, do whatever you want. You don't feel boxed in by that stuff. And I think it's easier to surprise the audience and make a fulfilling story. Gotcha. gotcha. You know? Indeed. So what y'all got coming up? Well, we, you know, we just started Fun Bearable, the new podcast, a couple weeks ago. A lot of great guests have been on. Some of the cast of Comic Book Men has been on this week, uh, Walt Flanagan, and uh, a bunch of comedians, Mark Norman, Joe List, uh, Ron on Hirschberg. And uh, we're doing the Halloween special. We're doing a new franchise flashback where we go through a horror movie series and we tell it all as one big story to someone that's never seen it. So we're doing the original Halloween movies because the new Halloween is coming out. And uh, we're watching them all right now. We watched episode, we watched four and five in the past couple of days. I'll say at this point, I am I'm cheering for Michael Myers because <laughs> everyone in those movies are so dumb. I'm cheering for Michael Myers to kill the writers of Halloween yes. Five. <laughs> it's bad news, but yeah, we got that stuff coming up. Um, yeah, and I just you know I'm working with a bunch of people in New York. I'm working with David Tell this week on a new show. Yeah, which is going to be cool. And uh, I'm working with Mike Birbiglia on his podcast, so a lot of fun stuff. I just have my normal improv stuff with the Providence Improv Guild and Kismet Improv. Yeah. Uh, weekends. Woo. This. Um, but yeah, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that means Codex Prime will be on from. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Fun, right, fun bearable. Fun bearable. I'm going to teach you how to say it. I saw you stumble at the beginning. You stumbled now. It's just the word fun and then the word bearable. and then bearable. You yeah. got it. I'll get it. Let's hear you say it. I want to see fun you. Bearable. Yeah! Fun bearable. Yeah! Give it up for him. I got it. Fun bearable. I got now, it. You gotta, you, now you have to blindfold yourself, taste our dicks. You have to guess which one is Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably not going to be the flavor that gives it away. Yeah. I thought you said you weren't bougie. What are you walking away for? 
<laughs> One of us has the maple syrup flavor. What do you have against hot sauce, Victor? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need the turbo zoom on that lens. Come on. It's my, it's my new version of this or that. <laughs> uh, That's the high uh, energy point. We need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. We're Chuck and Brad. <laughs> Fun bearable. Oh, man. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, the views and opinions expressed by Chuck and Brad are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent those of the Codex Prime podcast. Why have you got a job doing voiceover work? <laughs> oh, man. Nah, that was hilarious. I got to like catch my... I'm going to need another drink after this. <laughs> um, well, we do have a... Well, while you're catching your breath, um, uh, we do have a, a, a few... A couple more guests. Um, should, we, should, should we bring Jim Savard on there? You know what? The man of a thousand opinions, get on up here. <laughs> yes, uh, Jim Savard, the uh, the creator of the uh, Hellion comic book series. Um, and he's got he's a man of a thousand opinions, um, all sorts of like comic book opinions. In other he's words, got he's you covered. just as bad as Vic. I, no, I, I I would say just as passionate, passionate. Keep your hot sauce to yourself. <laughs> Don't you do, you, do you, do you eat your hot sauce on your pizza with your pineapples? You're the I one that does that? Sometimes, actually. You are an awful human being. Listen, all right, all right, I'll, I'll take it to the audience. Okay. This or that. This or okay. that. Yeah. Pineapples on pizza, yes or no? No. 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 Thank you, Aris. Aris knows the truth. Oh, okay. Yep. And bacon, ham and bacon. Is that uh, that's Hawaiian pizza, pepper, right? Pepperoni and sausage. Those that was originally that was originally made in in Canada. Yes, Hawaiian pizza was originally made in Canada. Well, they had a right. Well, they had the right idea. So yeah, they are awful people. Well, then why didn't they call it Canadian pizza? With their Tim Hortons. Well, I mean, see, see, that's y'all only been in Rhode Island for what twenty four hours. <laughs> You ain't had a nice coffee in the winter yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, hey, listen. Um, I mean, there are those who love pineapple on pizza, and there are those who are less enlightened. It's fine. Wow. You know? But we don't judge. We love everybody. Hey, did you get another speeding ticket through New York? <sighs> listen, first of all... <laughs> first of all, You knew that was coming. Schenectady, New York will always receive my wrath for giving me a $500 speeding ticket back in 2018. And, and this, is how, this is how draconian New York state law is. Yeah, so apparently, go. I got pulled over Schenectady, New York. They hit me, they, a month later, they hit me with like a $500 speeding ticket. The state of New York also sends me in the mail a $100 ticket for speeding as well. So in New York, apparently, you get charged twice for wherever you get pulled over and for the, from the state at large. So Schenectady, New York, will always receive my wrath. The only good thing about Schenectady is that Mickey Rourke is from there, and he's a great actor. Was That's it the Mickey only Rourke or Mickey get. Rooney? Mickey Rourke. Okay. The Wrestler's a great movie. It de is. De de yes. Depressing as hell, but it's a great movie. Yes. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> so, Jim, what have you been up to? Uh, well, just working on comics, making new comics. Okay. And uh, Hellion's wrapping up. It should be done... Early next year, okay. I am starting a new um, comedy comic, which is um, for me a big stretch. But uh, 
I was approached a couple years ago to do a, a comedy about pirates. And uh, I'm like, I, I like Pittsburgh pirates, but you know I'm not funny. And the guy's like, no, I know you're not funny. That's why I want you to write it. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Okay. And uh, he'd worked on my, on Hellion. He'd worked on um, the second issue. Okay. He was a colorist. And uh, he liked the way I wrote. And he thought it would do it. But I was in a bad place at that point. Right. So I was like, well, I tried it and I just put it off and basically it fizzled. And um, about two months ago, he was posting on Facebook that he was wanted to make it happen. And I looked at the picture and all of a sudden, like three stories came to mind right off the bat. So I approached him. I said, hey, let's do this. And he's all gung ho. Uh, the first script will be done next week. Oh, there you go. So we'll get that ball rolling. And then um, I got another story starting for next year, a horror story called Liner. And uh, it's an end of the world story. Uh, without a happy ending. If you've seen Stephen King's The Mist, it's it's mm. like right along those lines, but but more, even worse. Okay, so, so as a horror fan, yes, uh, we me and my friends at work had a had a little discussion about this. Now, uh, would you agree that Matilda is just a kid kid friendly version of Carrie? I'll tell you, maybe. I mean, Carrie, to me, Carrie was the first horror movie I ever saw. And Sissy Spacek was perfect for the role. She was creepy. She was so skinny and so pale. And uh, that, to me, is nothing will beat that. That was just it. But Matilda, I mean, you might be right. Hey, a kid with psychic powers? Yeah. Uses those psychic powers against people who wronged her? Yeah. Gene Gray. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it kind of also, also reminds me of that one Twilight Zone episode where everyone, yeah, where everyone everyone has to like pretend to be nice, and if they like think the wrong thing about the person, then they turn into like something horrifying. Wasn't that um? Like it was also parodied in the, in the Simpsons. I was remember. it Billy Mummy that was? Was it, was or was that a different? That's a different one. He was something like that too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Not that, but. Other than that, what were some of your like uh, memories? I know, like oh, okay, I, I'll give you some memories. Uh-oh. I was on a show with him, one of the first ones at Rock Coco's, at the old place. That's when you guys. Uh, that was the first one, and I was like, wow, th- that was my first time ever doing a podcast or anything. And uh, I was, it was, it was a great time, and thank you for having me on that. Oh, of course. That was yeah. back one of your earlier ones because Hellion had just come out. Um, I remember doing shows at Victor's house. I remember doing shows um, on the internet, on our phones because of COVID. Right. I remember bumping into you guys at the mall. No, at the Providence Civic Center. Civic Center. Yeah, the say, Civic Center. Say Cent- it one more uh, time. Civic Center. Dunkin' yes. Donuts Center. Yes. Actually, the Civic it's Center. no longer the Dunkin' Donuts Center. It's the yeah. Amica Insurance Pavilion, something like that. And I saw, oh, my, I okay. saw my first concert at the Civic Center, so it will always be the Civic Center. Thank you very much. Yes. And um, to your friends in Buffalo, if I knew you were coming, I would have worn my Sabres jersey because I love the Sabres. <laughs> so that goes back to, to the days of Dominic Hasek and so on and so forth. But, um, but I remember all the fun we've had. Um, I remember when my arm was in a sling when I had my surgery doing the show at your house, at his house, and it was yeah. so hot. I got home and I had the, the, the sweat from the, the, the pad sweat. holding it. But they were all good shows. Um, there's that one guy from Texas that always calls. 
Oh yeah, John Haponic, good yes. friend of the show. Oh my God. Yes, yep. Mr. DC. Yep. yep. DC supervillain. So yeah, there's some some really good times. Still lots of this. But I will say, whenever I go out in Rhode Island, I always bump into Carl, Victor. I don't know where he is. Home. I never see Victor. He's never anywhere. But I bump into <laughs> Carl, and I bumped into it at the movies. What movie was it? Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes, it was. And I'm surprised you didn't ask. Not the best Spider-Man movie, but who played the best Spider-Man? Oh, Tobey Maguire. Tom Holland. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Garfield? I liked him. Andrew I mean, was a good Spider-Man. Tobey was a better Peter Parker. Tom Holland is both. <laughs> no. <laughs> I. All right, David Morales. That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> David Morales. Yes, we'll, we'll we'll give him we'll give him that. <laughs> so so. I want to ask you guys a question because we always, when I'm on the show, we talk comic stuff and we talk movies. So Black Adam's coming out. What, mm -hmm. are, you, what are you guys thinking? Yes. You <laughs> like that movie for the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Dwayne Johnson, I mean, like in a DC film. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be just as fun as Shazam. I like Shazam. I oh, I don't like Shazam. Please well, don't curse the movie. First of all, you're just talking to somebody who thinks Birds of Prey is a masterpiece. Okay, first of all, all right, first of all, now that, you, now that you mentioned Birds of Prey, and I'm so glad you mentioned it because um, I was doing some maths before the show, and I have established that, well, well, well currently, currently there are 29 MCU films, right? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Birds of Prey is better. <laughs> Birds of Prey is better than 15 of those 29 films, which means a lot that of Birds wrong. of Prey I mean, is better than 52% of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Lies, but go ahead. Wasn't that the movie that I went on my rant, really, the long rant about how bad it was? Yes. That was, yeah, mm -mm. Victor, yeah, bad. No. Bad. Wait, 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 no, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Listen, bad. Wait, wait, you said... <laughs> you said... Bad. No, you no, no bad. You're calling Birds of Prey bad, Real but bad. you actually said with a straight face when we were at the uh, Dunkin' Donut Center that Six, Morbius was a good film. I, yeah, I did. I like that. You okay? Did so you really? Yeah, it wasn't bad. You it's like better than Birds of Prey? No, sir. I say it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Surely you just no. <laughs> oh yeah, the part where he said it's Morbin time and he morbed all over the villains. I like the special effects. <laughs> Dude, man, Birds of Prey uh, was horrible. It was. Listen, if you if you don't if you dislike Birds of Prey, then that means you're a misogynist. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> don't don't put that on us. Uh, I, I, I'm just kidding, but no, I, I think that I think that in, give it give it give it a few years. Birds of Prey will be regarded as a cult classic, that that did not get its fair due, and plus and plus it was it was COVID, you know, the height of co of the pandemic, so people didn't go to the theater. To see Birds of Prey, except for me. Oh, don't go Republican with the numbers. Like, the movie was just bad. Take it out. It's okay. You learn from it. I'm a big DC guy, and I even say how bad it is. Birds of Prey was fun. It's yeah. better than 15 MCU films. And I can tell you what those MCU films are. Go ahead, Birds and I can tell you how wrong Watch. you are. All right. Birds of Prey, listen. Birds of Prey is better. It's better than Eternals. Meh. It's better than Captain Marvel. Nope. It's better than... No, it isn't. Guardians Volume 2. Nope. All four Thor films. Nope. Uh, Iron Iron Man two and three. Nope. Incredible two Hulk. Nope. Age of Ultron. Nope. Both Ant Man films. Not at all. And oh no way. Not yes. at all. No way. Yes. Ant Man and, was a lot of fun. And both 
Doctor Strange films. Birds of Prey is better than both of them. Both of them. Yes. Both of them. Why are you booing me? I'm right. Nah, nah. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay films. to be wrong. Admitting you're wrong is, is the first step, you know. Exactly. Listen. You learn. Did you tell the cop he was wrong when he pulled you over? Oh! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's He's had his notes ready. Listen, and he's still proven wrong. It's all right. Hey, at, at least I'm not the one who likes Morbius, all right? So give me that. I'm sorry, Jim. Uh, Why are you hating on that man because he likes the morb, though? Yeah. <laughs> Let him morb. Let him morb. There you go. See? Let him morb. <laughs> sir, first of all, like I said, you know. When the hell did you start calling me sir? <laughs> Jim. Thank you. I, I, like I said, I think that, I think that give, it, give, it, give it 10 years' time, Birds of Prey will be regarded as like one of those underrated cinematic gems that people did not appreciate at the time of its release. You know, people, you're it's the fine. only one who still actually... It's not wine. It's not going to age well. Oh. Yeah, Birds of Prey does age like milk. Listen, I have this. I have the 4K Steelbook UHD edition of Birds of Prey. <laughs> you know, I'm ready for these. Did you Did you win it or did you buy it? I bought it on sale did at you get Best Buy for 15 bucks. On sale, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah on sale. There's a reason why it's on sale. It's called clearance. <laughs> <laughs> listen, this two. Listen, and for those who know. There are Tubi movies better than Birds of Prey. And if y'all seen a Tubi movie. How dare you, sir? But hey, listen, listen. All right, fine, listen. It's fine. You know, it's one of those moments in history where, you know, like 400 years ago, people thought that the earth was flat, you know, and they were proven wrong. But, you know, it's just one of those times, like, where, you know, a century from now, people will say, that, hey, you know, Birds of Prey, that was a great movie. Man, that movie. It's going to be like streaming when you want to watch that movie that you can never find. Yeah, that's going to be Birds of Prey. You're never be able to find that on a stream service. Well, it's on HBO Max. Right now. <laughs> Give it. That's you keep true. talking about 10 years. 10 years, it's going to be like, oh, let's get that out. So with that merger. That's not going to stand the test of time. Well, <laughs> well you don't make this man cry. It's all right. We still love you, though. <laughs> you can't help it, you know. Listen. Y'all some haters. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Y'all some oh, haters. Man. But, Jim, thank you very much, thank you. man. It was hey, hey, I just want to say one thing. These guys, <laughs> my son is, is seven, 19 now. And he, he's right. He grew up with these guys, and they asked him to draw their logo. And that was like one of the first people that Still actually got it. paid him to draw something. Mm. So, uh, yeah. you know, these guys are like family to me, and it's been a... A wild ride, and uh, thank you for having me on as many times as you've had. I've been here for 100, 200, and now 300. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And Victor, yeah. you know, just remember, <laughs> when you're driving through Schenectady, go slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Jim. Man. All right. All right. Before, before we hit our, our main event, because there's going to be some fighting up here, <laughs> hit the audience with one more of this or that. Okay. A good one. 
All right, one more this or that. A good one. Uh, oh, Ooh. what's what's what, 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 what's your this or that, Jim? Pennywise. Pennywise? Pennywise. I'll go with Pennywise. Yeah. Which one, though? Tim Curry, one of the new ones? Tim Curry. I go with the new one. Um, who's the new one? What's his name? Bill Skarsgård? Bill Skarsgård, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we all float down here. Ooh, I see one. I see one. Oh, what you got? Now, we may be a little biased because we're Rhode Islanders, but better actress... Viola Davis or Angela Bassett? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I think that's the only answer. Yes. Mm. Queen Ramonda versus Naniska. That's oh, y'all got to see the Woman King. Yeah, that's her character's name. Viola Davis versus Angela Bassett, the better actress. Mm. They both got Oscars. No, well, <laughs> well, I, well, um, co- well. A fact is Hold that on. fences. Viola put a snot out in fences, so yeah, she won an Oscar for that. <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, like one of those, like um, one of those sad Oscar facts is that Viola Davis is in fact an Oscar winner, but Angela Bassett only has one Oscar nomination for her whole career. Yeah, which was it was what's love got to do with it, which you know, it's a great it's a good movie, but still. Yeah. Uh that was Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer won for the help. Yeah. But you ready for the main event? Because y'all been fighting ever since this afternoon. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Our the multi let's just say the multiverse is coming together. These are literally our variants. Like they are li- just just the Buffalo, New York versions of us. <laughs> They've been on the show plenty of times, and it's been debates ever since. So give it up all the way from Buffalo, New York. AK and my main man, Stu, with Pop Stew. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, this, indeed. This, this is going to be good. Yeah. This is going to be good. Grab your drinks. Get your foods, get your sips, cause. And this is the first time that we're actually meeting in person. We've had Zoom episodes in the past. Yeah, welcome, welcome, gentlemen. Yes, finally at long last, the multiverse has converged. We are here, variants, all in one dais. Yes, that's the proper <laughs> word. That's really a thing now. <laughs> not letting that go, are you? Deus? No, 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 sir. No, sir. I, I, I will not. <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen, uh, welcome to uh, the Ocean State, Rhode Island. How are y'all feeling? Feeling good. It's pretty Thanks good for to having be here, us. man. Thanks oh, for being. Man. Thanks. This, we, we this glad is to big. Be here. This is big. We just wanted to come through and give you your flowers. Like two hundred episodes is big. Come on, get up. Give it up Thank for them. Me. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all drove yeah. this. Y'all, y'all and drove the seven. I, I'm not gonna lie. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this. Carl was so animated, man. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> he was really amped. Here we are in PF Chang's, and he called us up. He like, "Yo, dude, y'all really here?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, we here." He's like, "Yo, I'll be right there." 
Carl showed up, man. Seriously, we just had a great time last night, man. We we just we appreciate like everything that y'all do, man. Seriously, it's Thank dope, you. man. Thank Absolutely. You, man. Thank you. Yeah, I remember it just like I remember like we was in one of those blur groups. I can't remember which one. I can't remember which one it was either. And then I just got a tag that about this new podcast called Pop Stew. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, let me check it out. I looked, I'm like, okay, it's only a half hour. I listened to it, and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I friend request, I'm rocking with these dudes. <laughs> and it's been fun, and it's been fun ever since. Now We've had many episodes, many disagreements. You know how Victor apparently is the only one who thinks The Last Jedi is one of the best Star Wars movies that ever come out. Thank you, Chris Revel. Somebody knows the truth. Last Jedi is a great film. It's an awful film. What makes it so great? The ending, <laughs> for one. Thank you, Jim. Well, when the credits were rolling, <laughs> when the credits well, rolling. That was the best part. That was the best part. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, take, I take your thanks back. But anyway, but I, I will say, like, my enthusiasm for The Last Jedi has diminished over time because oh. of all of the vitriolic and toxic, you know, fan backlash because Star Wars fans are hella toxic and embarrassing. And so it kind of, like, dimmed my enthusiasm for the film to a certain extent. But I will say that for what The Last Jedi tried to do narratively, I thought that it was not not only one of the best Star Wars films ever made, it's on the same level as the original trilogy. That's horrible. In isolation. <laughs> Blasphemous. And Rise Blasphemy. Of Granted, Rise of Skywalker was complete trash and kind of undid what The Last Jedi tried to do, but, but the point stands, like, in isolation as its own creative singular work for what Ryan Johnson tried to do. Ask this question, where's Ryan Johnson now? He he is he is no. he's creating he's he's coming out with a sequel to Knives Out. Knives Glass out. I'll, give you, I'll give you that in in December. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. you know, exactly. Absolutely. I Knives Out is a better film than The Last Shadow. Okay, but then we I got Stubert. My main man Stubert kind of have to say the whole thing like a tribe called Quest. <laughs> 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 he's one of the only people I know who actually like the prequel trilogy. I do. Oh, he's I a do. hardcore prequel. I, I, I am, man. See, like, I didn't start Star Wars when everybody else was doing it. So it's like when I got on, I was like, okay, I, I, I can get down with this. I like it. Everybody's like, dude, how could you like this movie? How could you like the prequels? I'm like, dude, they dope to me. I like them. Revenge of Sith is still my favorite out of all of them, but. I mean, that's the only good one. It is. <laughs> but you don't like the story? You don't like the background? You don't like none of that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. They not. <laughs> now, I should, I should give a caveat there. When the first one of those came out, I was in the Dominican Republic, right? And mm-hmm. I've seen that in the Dominican movie theater. Now, Dominican Jar Jar Binks, that dude died. <laughs> 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 okay. Dominican Jar Jar Binks. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I will say, like, uh, for the prequel trilogy, um, it laid it it laid a good foundation for what the Clone Wars series was, and I thought the Clone Wars uh, was was what the prequel trilogy should have been, because it built off all the good uh, ideas that George Lucas had. But like the prequel trilogy, for me, it was good ideas mired in questionable at best and bad execution at worst. I mean, because like at the time, like 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 George Lucas as a director, he he just couldn't bring out the good performances out of out of most of his actors, except 
Ewan McGregor, who actually rose above it. Um, but Hayden Christensen was done dirty, and <laughs> as you saw his performance in Obi Wan Kenobi, he's in fact he is, he's is in fact a up. good actor with 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 a with a solid director behind him. He's like, oh, this guy can in, can in fact act, but you wouldn't know that in the prequel trilogy. What does this have to do with the Last Jedi, though? <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> This is just as good as the comments. Listen, listen, Aris. Um, and for those who, I, I guess, I don't know if our, our microphones picked this up, but okay. So Aris said that um, he's trying to out me in the audience for for being for being a Star Wars prequel hardcore Star Wars prequel fan. True. Like like when the films came out, and, and I was I was a hardcore prequel fan back in the day. You know, but you gotta understand, like you know, with youth comes inexperience. You know, I, I was, I was, I was so young back then. You know, I didn't my 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 taste in film wasn't as cultivated and cosmopolitan as it is now. So, yeah. you know, you know. Yo, infamous. May that be a new shirt. <laughs> I, I I think. I I, th I think bougie is a dirty word. I I I I, 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 I prefer the term um, elevated, if you will. Ele um, elevated. Elevated. It's elevated. Elevated. You know. It, but but you know. But you know. You know. Over the years, you, you, your tastes evolve, and then you realize, hey, you know, those films don't really hold up. But you know, you 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 embrace the good memories, and you move on, and you realize, hey, you know what? You know, what? there's 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 better films out there. The prequel trilogy has its place, but you know what? It's not quite for me. There we go. Now, nah. speaking of nah. quote unquote better films out there, so if y'all followed, uh, you know, the Codex Prime podcast on Facebook, Vic decided to put 300 movies out and rank them from one to 300. Mind you, I'm going to give you your props because I can't even think of 300 movies like that. Yeah, I don't right. know how you worked that That's list fair. out. <laughs> There's no way I could have done that. That's a time and effort. Well, you know, I, I had some some time in between. I had some lulls during my work day, so you know, I was like, eh, you know what, you know, I, I don't have any during <laughs> your work day. <laughs> I, like, you know, I don't I don't have any appointments here and there, so I just like slot some films in. So like, so to 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 elaborate further on what Carl said, like I came up in, to commemorate our three hundred three hundredth episode, I, I came up with a list of three hundred favorite films of the twenty first century from from the year two thousand all the way up to twenty twenty one. And so I came up with 300 films. I thought that, hey, these are great films, good recommendations. If you're interested in something that's cool, check out our list. Carl, called, Carl for some reason, believed that I, did the, I, I made that list out of spite. Incre yes, you did. Which, uh, admittedly, I kind of did. Thank but, you. Of he did. Thank you. I can drop the mic right now. Because <laughs> I had the audacity to rank Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War at numbers 290 and 291 out of 300. Just because there are 289 films that are, are more artistically interesting than Avengers Endgame and Infinity War doesn't mean that I dislike in those, two, those two Avengers films any less. It just so happens that, hey, you know, when you watch thousands of films, when you have a diverse cosmopolitan taste as I do, you, you're, gonna, you're, gonna come, you're gonna run across you know, a bunch of films that are like, you know, stuck 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 out in your memory more than just a than just, than just the latest superhero corporate IP. That's First that's of all, name another movie that broke box office records. Oh, here we go. And mm -hmm. 
also had people cheering as if it was a sporting event. People cheered at the Stan Lee cameo. And let's not get the portal scene. Chad, the late, great Chadwick Boseman just showed up. Didn't even yep. say a word. And the whole theater lost their minds. And? He's just a hater. He's, not, he's not hearing it. That, that's just it. Yeah, that's just hate. You just got to let that go. He's not hearing it. Listen, I loved Avengers Endgame. I actually cried in the theater when Tony Stark died. You still cr you cried like days later when we talked about it. Okay. <laughs> you mean to tell me that was actually ranked? I forget which website it was, but it was actually ranked as the number one death scene. That that was recency bias talking right there, man. No, no, come on now. And not to mention Robert Downey Jr. didn't even say a word. Right. And still gave you a death scene that you cried over. I've cried over other death scenes in other films. Well, you did cry in Finding Nemo. So. Well, no, it was Finding Dory I cried in. Finding Dory? Finding Dory. Yeah. Yes. It was the beginning. Yeah. And I also cried in Coco. If you didn't cry. What was you crying about? What was you crying about? What was y'all crying about? Thank you. Yeah, the, the remember me scene where he's singing with his grandmother who gets her memories back. Oh, it's a Coco. Yeah, Coco. People were sniffling in my screening. There was... <laughs> it's cold in there. People there was sick. sniffling. <laughs> Sinuses. There you go. <laughs> I had... I was like, Pixar, don't do this to me, man. Don't do this. <laughs> Pixar always does this to me. Toy Story did it to you. No, it just... Well, Toy Story didn't. No, no. It was... Um, I did not. No. Toy Story the third, 3. The third one? Toy Story 3 didn't do it to you? Third, no, the, the third one. Well, you I, thought that going to die? I, I choked up a little. You thought going to burn up? That yeah. didn't do I, choked up, I choked up a little, but I didn't cry. I didn't shed a tear. Coco, I was like full on like waterfall right Toy there. Toy Story 4? What about Toy Story 4? Never seen it. What? Because Toy Story 3 was such a great conclusion, I was skeptical about nah, seeing Toy Story 4. 4 is good, man. 4 is really good. I'll, I'll get around yeah, to it. Check it out. You might cry. Okay. You'd like to cry. I mean, there are, there, there are, hey, listen, listen, I don't have a heart of stone. There are films that catch me in the gut, you know, so, you know, and Pixar knows how to hit those buttons. They really do. So, I'm the only, but, but Carl, just, but Carl here, you, you, you just, you're just a, an empty void of emotion, man. <laughs> Worst mental health ever, trust me. I just can't cry in movies. It's all right. It's all right. We don't, we don't judge. We love you anyway, you know? But but yeah, like, but yeah, like Avengers Endgame being a number 290 and 291, you should be grateful, all three of y'all, that it was that high. It was that high? Yeah. First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off your top ten. Please read my top ten. Okay, starting from ten. Children of Men. Great film, Clive Owen, two, 06. Probably one person in this audience have saw it. Boom. Two. Yeah, I've seen okay. it. Yep. All right, you got There Will Be Blood. Oh, which one was better? Inside Man. Inside Man? Better than that was a good movie, too. Yeah, it's also on my list. Okay, number nine is There Will Be Blood. Daniel Day-Lewis, second Oscar. Great film. Okay, Dan Daniel Day-Lewis, I'll give you that. Her for number eight. Joaquin Phoenix, Scarlett Johansson as the voice. Oh, that, that was a, heart, a touching movie, like, like love and technology and like the... So it's basically a, you... Number eight is a movie about a crazy guy who fell in love with Siri. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. First, <laughs> hey, that, that, now, now it makes sense. 
Now it makes sense. It was a well-written film. Spike Jones deserved his Oscar for best uh, original screenplay. Okay, about a crazy guy who fell in love with Siri. You and your simplistic ass taste in movies, man. I swear to God. It's I mean, <laughs> I mean what? <laughs> read, the the of, <laughs> read the rest of the list, please. Okay, if Bill if Bill Street could talk. Excellent film. If Bill Street could talk. If you haven't seen it, came out in 2018. You must see it. It's, I feel it's like a, you cried in that one. Yeah, wonderful film. Um, this one's about to bring a little heat. Number six, the last black man in San Francisco. Wait, no, that wasn't it. No, it was overrated. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Ooh. No, I, I Last Black Man in San Francisco was overrated. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, last, the Last Black Man in San overrated. Francisco, which you can watch on uh, Prime Video, that was a great film. Like, that was like Jonathan Majors, uh, like his it first was coming out party. He was, yeah. he was great in it. But yeah. the story. I thought the story was It wasn't wonderful. that good. Oh, I disagree. I got to disagree, him, sir. His performance was amazing. It was definitely his coming out party, and it was a great performance by him. But the story was weak. Oh, I, I agree to disagree. Gotta agree to disagree. Oh, there's gonna be plenty of that. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. At number five, yeah. J Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet. Wonderful love story. Yeah, that was really good. It's a good film. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I give you that. City of God at number four. Mm -hmm. City of God, a uh, Brazilian film, The Favelas. Uh, excellent film, came out in 02. Modern masterpiece. Parasite at three. Yes, Parasite, South Korean film. Uh, a first uh, foreign language film to win, win Best Picture, the Best Picture Oscar. Excellent, incredible film. My favorite film of 2019. Okay, one of the most confusing movies I've ever saw in my life. Mulholland Drive at, num at number two. Oh, Mulholland Drive. If you're a fan of David Lynch, if you're a fan of like surrealist, weird, artsy, dark films that you know nobody except like me you. and maybe like one other person would like. <laughs> yep, just you. Artsy watch. fartsy is what Harris used to say. <laughs> Listen, you can call it artsy fartsy if you want to, but if you have uh, taste, then you would recognize the the. the Pinkies up. Pinkies, Pinkies up. Yeah, you would recognize the. Group. I swear to God, like we should have started a drinking game earlier, where it's like, yo, every time, every time Vic said taste, throughout throughout this episode, you take a drink, or every time he says dais. <laughs> Or bougie. <laughs> or cosmopolitan. <laughs> okay. It would have been just a flat out party. And then at number one, Barry Jenkins' Moonlight. Yes. Moonlight 2016, the Best Picture Oscar. It was, a, it was the first film with an all black cast to win the Oscar for Best Picture. It was the first. Yep. It be, well, it, it was. Oh it was, my God, I remember that. It was also yeah, that was painful. the first LGBTQ film to win the Best Picture Oscar. It's an incredible masterpiece of a film. It's about the story about a young black man throughout three stages of his life, from the time he was a kid, a teenager, and then a grown man. And it's it's a film that's heartbreaking. It has so much emotional depth. Um, the the last line in the film, which I won't spoil, just gutted me. And I just sat there on the screen, just staring at like, man, Barry Jenkins, you created a masterpiece right here. And Naomi Harris, who plays his mother, whew, yo, you talk about a heartbreaking performance right there. It's something that gives me goosebumps when I think about it. That is a film that, so far, is the number one film of the 21st century for me, Moonlight 2016. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. Okay, the, the your, what you call the gold standard of superhero movies, The Dark Knight at number 29? Yes, The Dark Knight is at number 29. It is uh, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Still, Mar Marvel has come close. Here we go with the heat. The MCU has come close to like matching like the quality of those of those of those three films. But so he's just a Marvel. When it comes to, yeah, pretty much. Okay. When it comes to the gold standard of superhero films, Christopher Nolan 
revised the book, nobody has come close ever since. The Dark Knight trilogy, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. You talk about three films that are in the pantheon of superhero films. Those are the three films I, I point to. The MCU, most of those films Infinity you can watch Warren once. Infinity War and Endgame, over. You, the, most of the MCU films you can watch once and then it's like out of sight, out of mind. You, you forget about it the minute you walk out of the theater. But does Dark Knight Rises alone? That, that is incredible. Hot take. Thank First of all, yeah, thank you, Jim. Stewart's Stewart's face says it all. Face is scrunched up. <laughs> S- speak on it. Speak on it. You're the same dude that just this afternoon you made the decision to say that Shazam was better than Man of Steel. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, yes. Speak on it. Speak on it, y'all. Yeah, but first you have to understand. This man loves Man of Steel. I do. <laughs> Like on a random Tuesday night, he'll hit me up. He'll be like, yo, I just watched I'm Man watching, of Steel I'm watching again. Superman. I'm it, watching Man it's of amazing. It, it hurt us. I literally saw his heart break today. Like hearing Shazam was better than Man of Steel. But he also said Wonder Woman 84 was better than Man of Steel. It is. She raped that man. Look. I saw him saying she did. Look, look, you, you, can, you can interpret that questionable at best plot point in Wonder Woman 84. This is one of your fantasies, isn't it? So, Renounce I, your wish. I don't know what's on your mind. <laughs> I don't know what's on your mind, uh, uh, your main man, Stubert, but I, I, I will say 84, um, it, it was it was unfairly maligned, but I think that it was that, it, that plot point, I will say, that was, was poorly thought out. I will give you that. But as, for what the film was trying to do, you know what? But the film I, didn't do it. Ooh. Poorly thought out was a good way to explain Wonder Woman '84. <laughs> l- l- listen, um, look, Pat, well, Patty Jenkins, was, she was she was trying to channel like one of those like you know like you know in the '80s you know body swapping movies about body swapping was like all the rage in the '80s. So she was trying to channel that plot point in the film. It came off poorly in the movie. I grant you that, but the rest of the film was just fine. I mean, I, I prefer the first Wonder Woman, of course, but '84 until the final act. '84 was the third act. Until the third act. I thought the third act was pretty cool. Yeah, when yeah, he fought, when he fought my, Nigel Thornberry. Oh, you're talking about the first Wonder Woman in 2017? Yeah. 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 Hey, I put, Wonder, I put Wonder Woman over a lot of MCU movies, so there you go. Because you're an MCU hater. No, no, because you're a natural contrarian. I am not a contrarian. If I was such a contrarian, how come Black Panther is on my list? Because it, yeah, because you wanted to appease me just a little bit. No, because... No, no, just because a little bit. No, 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 because Black Panther for me is the best MCU film, and then Avengers Endgame is number two, and then Infinity War is number three. But Black Panther. Endgame had better CGI. Which one? Endgame had better CGI. Then Black Panther? Yes. Yeah, yeah it did. Absolutely. Black, yeah. 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 Look at the, the right now. was rough. The CGI was rough in Black Panther. It was. I mean, you ain't have that much faith in Ryan Cooler. I mean, it was, it, was, it was his first showing out, but. You know, it, it, I mean, Black Panther. It's a it's a great film. I, I it put, is. I put that as among the best films in the MCU, and it, and it made my list. Now. It made my list. I, I forget what where. I think it was it's like, like thirty five. Where yeah, did Birds like of Prey rank on your list? You know what? Yes, let's get into that one. Birds of Prey. As you see, Jim Savard like facepalm himself. Uh, Birds of Prey was number three hundred one. So it didn't even make the three hundred. It went over. It, it, no, it, it didn't Wait. make the list. Oh, it didn't even make the list. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think deep down you know how trash it is. You just don't want to let that go. No, it's a fun film. What's good about it? 
What's good about Birds of Prey? Okay, first of all, um, Margot Robbie's performance. What was that? Okay, yeah, yeah, 10 years. Okay, 10 years it'll be a cause. Okay. All right, all right, well, all right. It's going to be forgotten about in 10 years. I mean, oh, for, I mean okay, first of all, what's it's good about Birds of Prey? First of all, Mar Margot Robbie's performance as Harley Quinn. I mean, I thought I thought she... Suicide Squad was better. No, it wasn't. Also, I'll... I'll, I'll Her I performance, to, I, liked, I liked the... That's ensemble. the only good thing about Suicide Squad. I enjoyed the ensemble cast, the chemistry, like like Rosie Perez, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, Ewan McGregor's Black Mask, I thought was pretty amusing. I know, I know it's not com it's not comic accurate, but I thought that it was... I thought it was pretty ruthless, in the film, he, he murdered a whole family in the beginning of the movie, so how much more ruthless can you get for Black Mask? So I don't understand why people are complaining. Also, um, um, jur uh, jur uh, Journey... Journey Smollett. Journey Smollett-Bell, like she was, she was great as a Black Canary. Jesse. I thought she was very good in that. Jesse Smollett's sister. Smollett. Yes, you yes. say that name right, Yes, yes. French-American actress, uh, Journey Smollett. She was great as Black Canary, you know, so... It, it, it was a fun movie. Name three lines from that movie. Why would I have to name three lines in a movie? What does that prove? If it's that great, you can memorize at least three lines. That's a fact. That, that doesn't make Say that one more time, Pop Mixed Up. It's not memorable. Nobody, nobody cares about it, man. <laughs> I see what you did there, Jim. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would, I would rank Birds of. I mean, of all the DCEU films, which there are eleven of them, I would rank Birds of Prey as number five. And man, yeah, and, and so where's, what's, where's, what's where's, number one? Where's, where's Man of Steel in that though? Number eight. <laughs> he, you. That's disrespectful. This man drove seven hours to be yes, heartbroken. Fact. The disrespect for Man of Steel. No. Wait, what's Wonder Woman, 2017. What? Yeah, you, see you see Justin's face just like go down. Wonder Woman's a great film. Birds of Prey is a fun film, and like and, we, and I, like, I like I've proved it, like I've proved with math on this podcast it's better than 15 of the MCU films. Not at all. You said it's better than Ant Man. It like, is. You like Ant Man? I mean, I like Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. They might as well be the same movie, to be honest. But, you know, Birds of Prey, I had more fun with that than both What's of them. What's your top five DCEU films? I want to know. <laughs> top five DCEU films? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, we got Wonder Woman as number one. Mm -hmm. uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League as number two. I'll give you that. Um, okay, we cared about Cyborg just a little more. But go ahead. Shazam at number three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2021's The Suicide Squad. Uh, Shazam at number one. Well, he said the Suicide Squad okay. was number one. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And number five is Birds of Prey. Patrick made it. Patrick wow. from SpongeBob made his film debut. You even wow. You even put that over Aquaman. Aquaman was Aquaman was fine. The only memorable thing about Aquaman was the octopus playing the drums. I forgot about that. So that was wasn't that maybe, okay. <laughs> was then movie. maybe it was a fun movie. It was. Yeah. First of all, shout out to my cousins. They just got a thing for Samoans. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Didn't wear a shirt and <laughs> overused the humor. I'll give you that. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Yeah, so, you know. But you, uh, put, but you said Man of Steel was eight. Yeah, I, I, I put Man of Steel at number eight because, like, all right, I respect, I respect what uh, Zack Snyder initially tried to do with Man of Steel, with, with the character of Superman. Mm-hmm. But Super, Superman in Man of Steel kind of came off as, like, this morose, clinically depressed Christ figure. He was only Superman for, like, two weeks. And then, and then you have like, then you have like his pa Ken played by Kevin Costner was like, yeah, you know what? You should have left those kids to die. It's all right. It's fine. Oh, oh, th- oh! Is, is is that what is that what Superman's inspiration is supposed to be? His father figure tells him that, yeah, yeah, fuck them kids. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, leave them to die on the bus. It's cool. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. Right. And I thought that's what made Man of Steel to me was he made a choice because those people were looking at him and he snapped his neck. It's it's like to me that made Superman that much more of a human being and a superhero. He made a decision to protect everybody. There you go. So can we can we revert and you know make a switch, put Man of Steel over Wonder Woman eighty four? He's a he's a good case for. You know I'll I'll put okay I'll put I'll move Man of Steel like one one I'll put at number seven instead of eight. Over eighty or a woman eighty four. Okay, I'll give you that. You know what? Because You're you drove up in the ring. You know what? Because he you is. drove all the way here, I'll put Man of Steel at number six, right below Birds of Prey. How about that? I guess I have no choice but to take. I it. guess you have to take that. All right. So you know That's what? Awful. So let it, let it not be I mean, known. Let it be known that Victor is not is accurate, magnanimous. Look, I think honestly you've grown, because because mm-hmm. before you know like he was dogging out Meteor Man. He was dogging out. He did come around on that though. But he came. He around. did. I did. It's like you said. It's and what blank you call man. growth. <laughs> and Blank Man. And Blank Man. Well, like I said, I mean, I thought that Blank Man and Meteor Man were, were bad films as a kid. But, you know, coming around them now, it's like, okay, you know what? I, I see their place in the okay. you know, black superhero movie. We just got to get you there with Harlem Nights, though. L- Listen, I, I tried with Harlem Nights. I tried twice. That film just doesn't do it. Like, it has. It's a film that with with good ideas. If Eddie Murphy didn't direct it himself, then it would have been a better movie. And it was one of those movies that you could tell that the cast had had a whale of a time, like off camera. But as soon as they hit said action, everything just fell apart. Like the chemistry wasn't there. Like the humor just didn't really hit. It was just like, oh okay, they're just going through the motions. It's like, oh, oh, you know, you you, 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 you like the funny. <laughs> Ten years, you'll like it. I feel like Codex 300, Vic's ten-year plan. You know what? I, you know, what? I, I, I was saving this for the show too because I, I, I really thought about this go about ahead. as far as like Eddie Murphy movies go. You want to know what's legitimately more funny than Harlem Nights, a film that doesn't really get its flowers? I'm afraid to hear this, but go ahead. Oh, he's just, he just words, love I, people. I got three words for y'all: Vampire in Brooklyn. It's a funnier movie than Harlem Nights. Wes Craven's film. Funnier? No, it's yes. a funny movie. It's, it's a funny film. It is. I enjoy the movie, and it's funny. Not over Harlem Nights. And I, I had, I had, I had more laugh a minute moments in Vampire in Brooklyn than I did in Harlem Nights, and I watched Harlem Nights twice. Vampire in Brooklyn didn't have a pinky toe. There we go. I mean, there we. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the pinky toe scene was only one of two good scenes in Harlem Nights. Well, yeah, because it was been spoofed by like other other films and other TV shows, you know. So that makes it's it like, iconic, then, right? There you go. <sighs> it's the, it the test of time. 
Listen, um, it's okay to be wrong. We can agree to disagree. Oh, see, he can, he can but we can all come together as, as friends. That pride is so high. Man. That foolish pride is so high. It's okay to be wrong. Look, just admit it. Come on, it's 300. You can admit it. I've been wrong about a few things in my life. And this is one of them. This is, this is another one. It's okay. There's, it's okay. You don't got to on the bandwagon for you. There's plenty of room. I cannot. I cannot say that yeah, I'm wrong about Harlem Nights. Yeah, you can. But I can say that I can understand why people are fans of that movie. It's 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 a movie that exists. Okay, that's the best compliment I can give Harlem Nights. It's a movie that that's exists. That's not exactly a compliment. No. It's and, not. And, and there are people who it's, like it. It's definitely backhanded. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's not a compliment. It's like it it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happened in like 80. Like Birds of Prey, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> My man AK got he got you there. Let's move on. Like what 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 else? Uh, now we want to move on. Let's what 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 else is going on in in, in y'all's world? Yeah, so what what is going on in the world of Pop Stew? Uh we just continuing doing shows once a month. Yeah. Available Everywhere, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple, all over the place. Man. But we did it, had to make the trek through uh, Rhode Island to come support you guys. Dude, we love you guys for that, man. Like, like I said, yeah, I man. never miss an episode except for the Cobra Kai because I never saw it. It's, I know, shame on me, but. Well, it's a good thing you didn't listen to it because it would have been spoiled for you. Exactly. That's why I didn't want it. I may get around to watch it. You got to. This past season was fire. It's, it's dope, man. You'll love it. Do I have to watch the Karate Kids? To like really, well, rewatch the Karate uh, Kids. It helps, but I, I don't think it's mandatory. Okay. All right. You may have to Google some things when people show up because you right. didn't watch the films. No, nah, I'll, I'll actually put in the work and actually watch it. Okay. Right. You don't have to watch the fourth one, though. Oh, with the, with Hillary Swank. Oh yeah, the next Karate Kid. Next yeah, karate that kid, yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't acknowledge that either. Yeah. Okay. I remember wanting to see that too. Why? <laughs> I was a kid. I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I okay. was a kid. I didn't know better. Yeah, you still don't. But anyway, yeah. Your mama. <laughs> <laughs> now that was a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I had something in my throat. But it's anyway. okay. It's okay. He, he he hates being wrong. It's all right. You learn. Anyway, Pop Stew, uh, it's it's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful for uh, you two coming coming all the way down uh, from Buffalo. Um, once again, thank you all for showing out. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we'll we'll definitely chat more. Uh, after oh, we the will. Show. absolutely. Um, but yeah, once again, uh, give it up for Pop Stew, AK. All Stu. the way from Buffalo. Yes. Our brothers from our brothers from Buffalo. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, and yeah, I think it's time to wrap this up. Guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And once again, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for showing out. Um, none, no Fast and Furious movies made my list of 300 films. You have disappointed the family. Um, if, if, I, I, if I expanded it to like 400 films, it'd probably be like 380-something, maybe. That's just hate. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, no, it, crank, no. Why would Crank 2 High Voltage make it on my list? It, it's <laughs> Sir, go home. Anyway. Come power into the fist. 
anyway, uh, once again, um, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, 300 episodes. Once again, a, thank, a big, big thanks to all of our guests uh, who, came, who came through. Uh, thank you. you know. Big shout-outs to Kobe Dennis and the, whole, and the whole Cornerstone Complex, the whole Black Block family. Tatiana getting everybody lit. Thank you very much. Yes. Pop Stool, Chris Revel, David Morales. Jim Savard, the Chuck and Brad podcast. Mm-hmm. Everybody, yeah. just in case, everybody. Oh, oh especially <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, uh, thank you all so much. And also, uh, we'll give a, a quick shout out to our uh, a sponsor, uh, Silk City Hot Sauce, once yes. again. Uh, uh, Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, we will never look at them differently after Chuck and Brad. Uh, you use the promo code CODEX to get 15% off your order. All sorts of tantalizing uh, hot sauce flavors that you can rub all over your dry rub chicken wings or all over your body should should you, should the mood strike you. I don't, like I said, hey. Notice he took a deep breath before he said <laughs> Listen, my mind's on other, other things right now. But anyway. I'm uh, sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a- a- anyway, yes, um, yes. Uh, and also, Infamous Customs, get your Codex Prime apparel, yes. and anything you need customized, Infamous got you. So look up Infamous Customs on Instagram, and trust me, Afton, she got you. Thank you for everything that you have done for us too, Afton. We love you dearly. Yep, absolutely. And then you can find all of our episodes everywhere. We're on SoundCloud, we're on Facebook Live every Tuesday evening around 8 p.m. Eastern-ish. Uh, between 8 and 8.30, just, just hop on Facebook, our Codex Prime Facebook page, and we're, we're there. Uh, we're also on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Just Google Codex Prime Podcasts. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we're also on Twitter, at Codex Prime Cast, and Instagram, at Codex Prime Podcast. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, once again, thank you all for coming out. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll be for our our audience here will be posting the audio uh, of this episode tomorrow morning so be on the lookout for that and uh as always we will catch y'all on the flip peace out nerds lady out